Mama! Mama! We made it! Blah, blah, blah! What it, what it, what it do And we're back up in this motherfucker right now. Tell him, Nushi. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mama We Made It podcast. You got your Caramel King, Nushi, in the building. And we got Roushi in the building. In the building. And shout out to our special guest for tonight, Cole Wallace, with us. What it do? What up? What up? What up? Hey. What it do? What it do? What it do with it? I love those intros, guys. That was. I was on point. You know what's wild? Shout out to Cole, though, for coming in, coming in, having listened to the podcast, and being like, yo, yo. hold on. Y'all don't do the intros with your names, though. Like, <laughs> I kind of made an inference here, inference there, but y'all don't be saying each other's names. Like, we need to know who y'all are, baby. Yeah, it's just voices talking. I was like, yo, introduce yourselves. Well, we know you know what? Talking. These voices on this episode have names. That's right. They have pseudonames. And now you know. They have what it do to names. And now you know. <laughs> We're here. Cole, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Man. Yeah, Thanks man. Thanks for having for me. Real. This Super is stoked. a gorgeous vibe. Shout out to Pat Lucy. Hey. The Goosey. Hey. Man. Yo, it, it's incredibly special that we get to have these moments. Um... And I'm super stoked that you wanted to come vibe and, and chop about your journey. Hell yeah. I can't wait to dibble and dabble through the throws with you. Um, I'm sure it's been quite a ride. Um, and let's take it back to the upbringing. Um, where, where did it all start for you? Like, where'd you come swinging out the womb, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm Canadian, so I'm oh, from... Oh, really? Shout yeah. out to my Canadian. Oh, damn. Yeah, what up to all of Canada? Woo! Uh, What's good? The nicest no, people on the exactly. planet. Exactly. Yeah, no, I like to try to keep that alive, you know? Love yeah. it. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, oh, cool. suburb wow. of Richmond. Even small corner of Richmond, this place called Steveston, which is like a fishing, like a historic fishing village. Oh, Got it. Yeah. I'm going to Vancouver for Christmas. Oh, you are? I have a brother and sister from Vancouver. Oh, cool. Have you been up there before? I've been up there like 15 times. Oh, it's a gorgeous city. Right? I, I mean, love, bias, but like I love Vancouver. It's one of my favorite cities yeah. in the world. Dude, I've actually never been, but I want to do like one of those like long weekend you vacations. Have to. Like you those, have to. Those mini vacations it's fucking incredible yeah. vancouver is amazing i mean like i said i'm biased you know yeah. I mean? but like i've traveled around a bunch and every time i go back home i'm like yo this is the prettiest nicest city ever it rains yeah. a lot so like go in the summertime but mm. you know it's dope but i feel like that rain like gives it just that zest I feel you he's like uh no, no but i feel you from, like, that zest. october to like june so like when it's like march and it's been raining for six months you're kind of like mm. See, I respect that. I, I have, I have the, like, visit, I, the I have yeah, the, exactly. I have the visitor's perspective. You know what right. I mean? The oh, it's nice over yeah, you're here. Not in like, it what's good? You yeah, go you're right. It rains all weekend. You're like, ah, it's like a character. You're right. You're right. What was it like growing up in Vancouver at that time? It was great, man. It was, it was awesome. I was like right on the water, like mm. a, like a townhome community kind of thing. Yeah, like, kids are out playing. I skateboarded, rode bikes, and like. It's a great. It was a great upbringing, you know. It had like an outdoorsy vibe, or was it more like city? Oh, or uh, yeah, outdoor. Well, I mean, like we were a suburb, so like there, okay. there was farmland around us, but it was a little community, you know. So yeah. it's like two hundred units, so like a ton of kids. Yeah, just like out in the street, just playing every day. So, Fucking incredible. Yeah, awesome, man. What was family life like? Family was good. So it, you know, it's interesting as as I got older, I started to understand like the the racial aspect. I'm biracial, right? So my, my mom's Chinese, my mom's Chinese and my dad's white. And mm. so 
growing up, it wasn't, you know, it's interesting. It, like, I never really thought it was a thing. I didn't realize it was a thing. Right? Yeah. So I'm in class, you know, like elementary school, and like I see everybody that's white, and like I just think I'm white. You know, I because feel it's like, I'm looking you. at people that are white, and I don't think that I'm any different. But it wasn't until. This is interesting. It wasn't until like I was racist that I realized that someone must have been racist to me. How so? Well, so it was actually when I came out to LA to visit my cousins, right? Okay. So I think I was in the seventh grade. Every, they're all white, and so yeah. meeting everybody, but one of his sisters married an East Indian man Got and it. had half East Indian kids. Yeah. And so I'm looking at them like, y'all aren't in our family. Like, wow. you're different. You know what I mean? And then, like, after that, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, I look like I'm Asian <laughs> running around. Like, everybody's probably looking at me differently, you know? So that yeah. was, like, an interesting kind of, like, awakening that I had of, like, yo, like, people in class are probably thinking I'm different. People, That's like, so interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize it until I did it myself. You know? Damn. It's wild, it's wild when you think about it, especially, like, in our early youth, how we really don't see color like that. Like it's it's learned. You don't, it's learned. You don't, it's it's insane. You don't yeah. be like you, you don't sit in classroom and be like, okay, this kid's Korean, this kid's black, this kid's Hispanic. Like, totally. You don't have any of these constructs. No. They're all learned. Yeah. It's a trip. And yeah. to think that like you're white. Yeah. Yeah. Just not just really have no concept, not even of others, but of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're just like, you're just like hey, we're just all people. Totally. And I mean, I, I, you know, my mom is super Canadian and or Americanized. You know, my mm. grandparents were born in Canada on my Chinese side. Mm. You know, they spoke English around the house. So it was, I was very disconnected from like that strong Asian culture. Yeah. So I think that had a, played a role. It wasn't very prominent other than my mom looking Asian. It, you know, when I was at my house, when I went to my friend's house, lifestyle was exactly the same. Sure, you know what I mean? So it was hard to sort of identify with that other side of my, because mm. I'm not looking at myself when I'm in class. Just look at all the white people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really, it was an interesting awakening, That's you know? And then, wow. and then from then, it's been an interest. I started to become more interested in that facet of my life of like having these two different cultures. Like, what does it mean for me to be white? What does it mean for me to be Asian? Mm. And I think it was even more prominent in Vancouver because, uh, you know, when I started in school, like grade school, it was predominantly white. There was like another Asian, maybe like one African-American family. But then by the time I was in high school and in college, college especially, all Asian, huge Chinese immigration into wow. Canada. And so I remember sitting in the back of like my psych 101 class and in front of me is just black hair everywhere. I was like, yo, this whole class is Asian. Like this is <laughs> wow. crazy. So it was interesting. And then like sort of like finding out what that culture is like, but there was also a disconnect from me and them because they're, you know, born in China. And so they're mm. coming to Canada, yeah. speaking Chinese, mm. like doing very culturally Asian things that I'm like not connected to at all. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not a part of you guys. And I'm like, not really a part of like the white culture. So like, where do I fit in? It's been a bit of a, a theme as I, I grew up and sort of like became older and sort of like discovering myself, you know? When did that really like first hit just around what age? Just for, just for like timeline purposes. A, for a first hit of like realizing it was a thing for me yeah. or... Um, was it like really later, like in the teens? It, I was, it was later teens, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I started to sort of like realize there might be some meaningful difference in elementary school. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really sort of affect me until I was trying to find my place in my teens in high school. And, and the interesting thing was too, because um, I'm half, right? So like 
I, I, when I was hanging out with my Asian friends, I'd be taller than all of them. When yeah. I was hanging with my white friends, I'd be shorter than all of them. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't fit in like either group. I'm literally in between. You know Man. what I mean? So it was it was all these like weird, tangible, like observable things that like made me go like, wait a second, like what what's going on here? Like what's how is this different? Like how does this affect me? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Did you start feel? Did you feel that kind of separation or that that difference? As you were growing up? Yeah, so I, I, I'd gone through a number of phases where I look at it as a very negative thing, and then I also look at it as a very positive thing. And I think once I realized how I might be viewed and judged differently, I felt alienated from both sides and felt oh. poorly about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this sucks. I'm not really white. I'm not really Asian. I don't fit in anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, there was a period where I felt that for sure. Ooh. But then, like, after sort of, like, discovering a little bit more about it, I started feeling like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I'm white and I'm Asian. I can like do all this yeah, shit and I can do all this shit. I Absolutely. was like, this is way better than just being one. You know what I mean? So it's, it, I've gone through phases in how I feel about it for sure. Was that just also in your personal mind or was it also like um, how people treated you? Or was it just like an inner thing? Well, I mean, I don't think anybody is... Oh, actually, people have been racist to me for being biracial, for sure. Mm. But I think if there's ever racism, it's, it's people assume I'm Chinese or something like that. Um, so, but I think mostly it was me, how I felt about it. You know, like, like you know, it's the random instances of someone yeah. just saying something ignorant, and you're like, oh, that was racist. You know? yeah. But um, that, that was definitely the, mi- the minority. Um, it didn't happen very often. You know what I mean? Yeah. So gotcha. it was more my perspective and me coming to terms with, like, how I fit in in, in those cultures as a youth you know mm-hmm. as, as a teenager right what were you like as a kid like growing up like what what, what were kind of like you know how we all have these like childhood ambitions and just yeah, like yeah 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 what, what was that kind of like stage like for you oh as, i was i was like a grom skater for sure oh really oh dude i was i mean that whole life skateboarding i was sponsored awesome. like designed no the skateboard really? from in awesome. vancouver like fully in it you know what, what, I mean? what was your board of choice uh, well, like brand. Oh, I mean, I, you know, back then it was like Plan B in like World Industries and yep. and freaking like blind. Like I had everything. You know, girl came out. Like I was around when girl like started. Yeah. You know, oh, I was wow. like, Yo, girl decks are hot, hot as decks. You know. Yeah. And so, I skated hard too. So like, oh cool, yeah, 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 yeah. Super vibe on that. Hell yeah, yeah. So that was like literally my enchi- my entire childhood. I think I I was first sponsored when I was. 13 or 14 what's the skate scene like in vancouver really good yeah really good i mean there's tons of parks you know and like it's just like slam city jam back in the day was like at that time like one of the biggest competitions in the world you know so it's like huge influx and a ton of pro skaters coming out of vancouver so it was like a really good it was a good scene for sure that's super dope like shape me i think what's interesting i was actually thinking about this the other day i feel like me you know discovering that i could go do something on my own and like find some level of success at it, mm. I think really shaped the rest of my life. Wow. You know, because I, I immediately broke out of like the school system. You know, really. So I mean, I was obviously still in school. Absolutely. I didn't drop out, right? Yeah. But I was like getting sort of notice and recognition <laughs> and like progression towards something greater. Yeah. Having companies sort of like like sponsor me and back me and like be a part of whatever I was trying to do. I, I realized I was like, oh, like there's other avenues in life than like just school. You know, and I think that had I not had that experience, I don't think I'd end up in LA and get oh, into film and man. do all the things that I've been doing. So that was like a really, I just, I did that was, this is like this week I was like, I think skating like really, like that specifically realizing I could do something different and find success at so it. So skating gave you that possibility of like, wait, there's something like, I think, I think it did. In the mix. I, I think it just, it just opened my eyes because I think that 
you don't know that that's a thing until you can tangibly see Absolutely. and feel it, right? Like Absolutely. you're in the school system. I'm in grades. Well, I, I think I started skating gra- in grade six. I was sponsored by like grade eight or nine. I'm like early high school and like yeah. realizing that I can do, I can try at something and like find success at it. I think was revolutionary for me. And one of the like one of the things about skating is that like you literally fail repeatedly until mm-hmm. you get it. Like yeah. it's one well, of those, yeah, you failing, failing, Absolutely. failing, failing, failing. So you, like failure is almost. It's a, a necessity. It. Yeah. Like, you don't look at it like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but you're literally trying a trick, breaking over a fucking, and over and over fracturing a, a, a forearm, Dude, breaking a God knows you, what. You watch any video, like, on Instagram of, like, someone nailing in a trick, they've fell, like, 35 times prior to that one video. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I feel like that builds a toughness. Like, you just literally have, like, skateboarding in general, like, you have to just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. It's interesting because I've never really thought about it that in that sense, but you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? It's like, I remember trying to learn a trick. I'd be trying it 50 times and be like, I'm not leaving until I get this. So like that level of determination, I think like it was garnished through skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't done that, I, I I don't know that I'd be, have so much perseverance in like other things that I would do. Absolutely. Because I was like, I know I can get this. It might take me fucking a hundred times or two weeks or whatever. Yeah. But I know I can do this and I'm going to sit here and work until I get and it done. And you did repetitively. Yeah. Wait, how'd you get into skating? Oh, skate TV. Mm. Like oh, old school shit. skate TV for sure. And like just seeing that being like, that shit is dope. I want to do that. It just connected with you off the, off the, yeah, back. I don't know. I don't know what it was, you know? And, and actually, you know, I've, I, I've had a, a number of different sort of like, uh, pursuits and like dance has been one of them. But I, I also was like super into breaking, like when breaking came out in the eighties and like watch breaking videos and was like, yo, that shit is fucking dope. I want to do that. And then I saw skate videos like, yo, that shit's dope. I want to do that. And I like, just hopped on that shit. Were it's you doing both? I wasn't, I mean, there was a period where I did both, but like when I was really young, I started dancing like six or seven. Got it. I like choreographed a routine to Bobby Brown's on our own. It's like, and performed it for like that community. It was like a Halloween party. I like (laughs) made, I made like a dance performance. (laughs) That's lit. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I'm, I, I think I'm six, maybe seven. Like young, like little tiny kid. Like, the, I like is this in the archive routine. somewhere? Like, do we have a video? There's no video of that. I, there's there's some video of me I dancing. Bet you there is. Fuck. I wish there I'm was. About to call your mom I mean, right now. Just be like, look. No, I don't remember the moves. I remember doing it. I remember. I remember spending time making it up. Being uh, like, I'm gonna do this thing and then do that thing uh, and then like making up a fucking routine and then I like performed it for the community or whatever, right? That's fucking amazing. So, but yeah, I mean, like dance was like a thing early on. Skating was a thing early on. But I sort of I didn't take dance seriously until later in high school when I was sort of transitioning out of skating. Um, I started breaking, um, but they've always been a part of me and still are still. Well, so interesting about those two. It's like it's probably not the act. Well, maybe it is. Maybe maybe it's a mix. It's an interesting thing. But when you talk about skating or breaking, there's a huge, huge, deep cultures that come with that. Mm. It's not just the act of breaking, or it's not just like watching someone oh, skateboard. It's the entire like vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's very attractive, or that that um, just connects. You know, it's the style of clothing. It's the music that's associated with it. It's the even the people that you're doing it with and this whole like thing that brings everyone together. Did you have, when you got into skating, did you have friends and other things like a community of that? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's an, it's an interesting 
way to put it too, because I think it's definitely a subculture and mm-hmm. it's like to have that community outside of the school system, I think, was also sort of influential on me. You know what I mean? It's I'm like, like offbeat culture. It's like a counterculture type thing. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and I think, you know, it's interesting because like skating gave me a number of things, but like just sort of like my ability. Like I remember coming into high school as in, in Canada, it's grade eight to 12. So it's like elementary school is kindergarten to seven and then you're high school, right? Got it. So I'm coming into high school, grade eight. And, you know, people know I skate. And so they're like, oh, these other skaters are like skating. And they're like in grade 11. They're like way older. And so I go meet up with them like early in my first year. And I'm like better than some of them. Mm. And so I'm like instantly cool in a sense. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, because I've always been like a little on the outside of things, you know. But like it, it, it gave me, so it it gave me like this, this community outlet outside of school. It gave me like some, I'm not going to say like popular like it wasn't like mainstream popularity but like people i was like hanging out with older kids. it gave you a place yeah yeah you know give me a place and sort of like it didn't put me in like the bottom category it was like oh cole's cool because he's good at skateboarding you yeah. know what i mean yeah so like it gave me sort of like confidence in some sense and some sort of social kind of value I absolutely guess, you know what i mean and so it really like it really i think put me in a good position to sort of be confident in myself and like what i can do i'm like oh if i try it this shit i can get other cool shit absolutely you know what I, mean? I think like, that was a good lesson to learn yeah. young yeah and, and also be like very expressive mm-hmm. you know for because i'm thinking like your dynamic between uh you know being biracial being lost and kind of where you fit in but having these two forms like you have break dancing which is massively expressive yeah. and same with skateboarding mm-hmm. like Absolutely. the way you you even stand on the board the, the, even that's why i asked you what board you rock because yeah. that even is part of your ad- identity oh absolutely you know, yeah. it's not like oh i'm just going it's like no like i, I fuck with the with the blind stuff yeah like, yeah, yeah 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 like the grim reaper yeah skeleton. absolutely uh, yeah get him yeah. hell yeah absolutely. i rock blind religiously oh cool <laughs> but, but um so, but all those things kind of go into creating who you are, mm-hmm. all the little detail things and even how you, you know, particularly, I guess, with touching more on skating, um, <laughs> as that was like more of the core than dancing came later, but at that core kind of pivotal time as you're becoming, so to have something that gives you an identity, but also brings your identity out too. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that you say that because I don't think I ever thought of, the skating and breaking identity to replace the identity crisis that I was having as a biracial individual. Mm. But in hindsight, I think it really did because I, in hindsight, I think if I didn't have those things, I'd be even more lost because I always could like just fuck off and go skate or go, go practice and go dance or like just go be myself, you know, dancing. Mm. So, but in the moment, I don't think I was like, I definitely was not. Oh, I'm like, I don't know if I'm Chinese or I don't know if I'm white, but I'm a break dancer. It wasn't like, it wasn't that, you know what I mean? No, you're not, you're never, well, you're never conscious of this stuff. No, 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 no. no. But in hindsight, I think it really, it really helped like ground me because I, I, I was always a skater. I always skated, you know what I mean? And I always had that group of friends and that place to go yeah. to like be that person. And especially you being know? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that really like sets the tone. And it's yeah. crazy. Like this thought just came into my head, like how, you know, we go through life and, and there's so many thoughts and expectations of others and everybody always talks about like, you know, focus on you, focus on the self, da 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 da. But like it just goes to show, like even without thinking about it, like your focus at that time was on you and skateboarding. And like that focus to be able to focus on skateboarding and becoming the best you possibly could allowed you that gateway of just like opening it all up because you were so good at your craft. It's crazy how like when we're young, these ideas 
kind of just come into fruition, but we're not seeing them developmentally, no. right? Yeah. It's like... You're completely unaware of it. You could have totally, e- yeah. you could have easily been just like a skater and tried to fit in with the skaters, but just so happened that grade eight, when you popped up in the in the high school, like you were a damn good skater. Yeah, getting started to get sponsored, like you were looked at as kind of like that dude, but you would not have been that had you not dedicated to skateboarding. It, it's a crazy thought. Well, that do. that's that's the thing that I've been wondering about. It's just like was did I. Did I get good at skateboarding because I have some thing about me that is very like per like I try really hard or I'm very determined or is that is this some innate thing in me or was it like I just love skateboarding and then so in loving skateboarding and like getting good at it I yeah. realized I could get good at things yeah. or was it like I'm the determined kind of a person so I'm gonna bust my ass to learn this and then now I use that to like do other things mm. you know so it's it's been an interesting. It's like a chicken before the egg, egg thing. It's like, sure. what what was it? Did I learn how to work hard through skateboarding or did I already want to work hard and then got good at skateboarding? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, it, I mean, if I had an opinion on mm-hmm. it. And I know, it's my, I know it's just more of a hypothetical. <laughs> sure. But if Uncle Roushey, <laughs> if Dr. Roushey is going to have an opinion. If Uncle Roushey has an opinion. No. Um, like I, when, I, when we hear about these types of things, it's like I, I think we just experience things bring those qualities out of you, mm-hmm. um, whether it may be sports, whether it's art, it's whether it's math, whatever it can be. There's some outlet that I think everyone throughout their life comes across that you just instantly plug into. Literally, like that's my I plug into the wall mm-hmm. and you surge right through it and it brings all the electricity out of you. And for you, those it came in that form. So those qualities were probably already in you. This was just more uh, a place for it to exist and um, and thrive, you know. Which which was something like skateboarding. Again, it's like I think that checks off so many of the boxes that we need. Yeah. Like boom, identity. Boom, work ethic. Boom, even career. Boom, hope, dreams. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. discipline. Like it really hits on so many things. Just kind of like sports does. But to, but to have that is just uh, I know I know for me personally like it was such uh, that's what it felt like like okay this is something I can grab onto yeah you know sink my teeth into yeah absolutely but but then is it like I mean because I think that that drive is like everybody has that they want to find that thing yeah you know what I mean and so is it is it then a, a case of people not finding that thing for them and then coming short in life or is it mm. maybe they don't have that determined like I'm going to do it factor in their personality. And then that's why they never find the thing. Right. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's like, that's just the thing that I've been curious about Interesting. lately. Yeah. I, I had this, you know, a lot of it is, is from like my best friend growing up. Right. So, you know, I've been friends with this dude in Canada since we we're three years old, like forever. Right. And so, and not that like, I think that like in my career, like I'm happy and confident, like proud of where I've gotten so far. Yeah. And, at the, and in his career, he's like, He's doing super dope. So he's a physiotherapist. He's a physiotherapist for the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, like he's like fucking a big lit. fucking deal up there, you know? Yeah. And so I've all, and like, this is the closest friend I've had for years, right? And so his name's Graham Poole. Shout out to Graham Poole. Shout out to Graham Poole. What it yeah. do, baby? Yeah. So, you know, but like, Shout my, out. so, you know, we've always been like my closest friend growing up. We were in a band together. We skated together. We did all this other stuff, right? And so I've wondered, I'm like, is it like, what is the reason that we've both found success? Was it? Did we become friends when we were kids and there was some innate thing in between us that we shared that we attached to and then like that's why we were friends because we both like wanted to work hard and like do good in life or whatever 
or was it like some experience that we gained along the way together? You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. we've had some, That's super we've lived so many th- things close, like went to same elementary school, high school, college. Was it something that affected both of us outside of us to have us sort of like find like the success that we found in our lives? So it's, mm. it's basically the nature nurture thing. Absolutely. I mean? And I'm like, like, but even if it is, even if it is nature, is, I'm always I'm like, is that why we were friends? Because we were like similar in nature, mm. or was it nurture? Like we became friends, and then we found we got trained a certain way in life to have us end up in. in Did you place. guys have similar interests growing up? Oh, absolutely, got absolutely. It. Yeah, we skated. I mean, he was like, he was more like jockey, like played baseball. I mean, I played baseball too. I played sports, but he was like star basketball player. You know, and I was like star skateboarder, <laughs> like whatever, you. you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, we, we played music together and then we, we, I mean, we both skated, but we sort of parted ways in our, in our hobbies, but mm. always stayed friends, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's been an interesting thing. I'm like, why, why is, why is that? You know, like, why did we both sort of find our ways where, where I have other friends that I was not as close with that sort of like struggled a little bit, you know yeah. what I mean? And so I'm like, what? Like what brought these people to those places? Look, looking like, back on it, what do you what do you think it could have been? I don't I, I don't know. You know, I like to th- I like to think it's it's more of like an enamoring thought to think that there is some innate like deterministic component to our personality that yeah. we both shared as three year olds. And that's why we became friends. And that's also why we stayed sort of friends throughout life. And that's also why we became successful at life in yeah. some regard. That's more like of a fun thought. But it's an interesting thought to think that none of that existed. And yeah. we just became friends because we lived in the same complex. And we went to the same elementary school, or preschool, yeah. and elementary school. And we we're friends because we we're literally in the same place in life mm-hmm. and then we learn something together because we've shared so many experiences absolutely like that's also an interesting thought yeah. yeah i mean it's it's one thing like even looking about it now like you saying that makes me think of one of my boys growing up Idris, and it's one of those things where it's like yeah you guys were in the same proximity all of those things align same school all that but people kind of fade and 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 fall away from each other but like there's certain people who we just like end up growing with yeah you know what i mean and like i met this kid adris in high school like my freshman year and thinking back on it now like we became so close because he would always challenge me like we had such similar personalities such bodaciously Mm -hmm. like out there and just fucking rambunctious personalities but we'd always challenge each other and i felt like our strengths and weaknesses always kind of like toggled with one another and we just made each other better along the way yeah and it was one of those things where it's like yeah naturally like you have friends that you've had and you kind of grow apart but there are also those groups of people that you just like for one reason or another whether it's nature or whether it's nurture it's like you find yourself continuously growing with one another and it kind of just like although different interests kind of come to bay as we get older it's one of those things where it's just like solidified in that Okay, this is what a friendship is. Yeah. Like we may not be the same fucking person, but we're growing together and we inspire each other on every step of the way. Yeah, it's like um it's kind of even relating it to like your soulmate. They say like why you always find your soulmate like five mile in, in a, within a five mile radius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, right? <laughs> you know, you know like, what is that really? Yeah. It's just like, you know, what exactly what is that? Is it just, you know, 
Uh, it sounds like both. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think ultimately, I think it would. It's. It has to be a combination of the yeah. two. You know what I mean? And, and I think. I think. Regardless of whether it is nature or nurture, I just think that it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever Absolutely. it was, like made us friends at three years old and like kept us friends now at 36. It's rare, you know bro. I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. That's another to thing too. That. Like just having friends for that long is rare. For sure. You know, and I see so many similarities in, in how we approach life. And I'm, and I'm just always wondered like, is it, was that innate or was that learned? You know? Shout out, to, the, shout the out to y'all innately learning together. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I mean? It's just the shit that like ponders in my head. Absolutely. And I'm about. glad it does. That percolated just thoughts like crazy right there. You know I love percolation. <laughs> well, the next phase of my story is I went to college and got a degree in psychology. So I think about a lot of this shit. I love it. Perfect. But I want to I I go before that because I this, w- to, went. To be continued. Yeah. I wanted to like watch me moonwalk back a little bit. You know what I mean? In my B-boy stance. Um <laughs> What was the transition from skating to dancing? Um, I think, okay, so, you know, I lost a couple sponsorships. I was sort of just like, I wasn't over it, but like, you know, I, I don't think I ever was like super set on being a pro skater. It wasn't skater's life. It wasn't. I mean, like, I wanted to be fucking good. I wanted to be the best. I was Gotta. like very determined. I was like, I'm going to smoke all you fools. You know, yeah. that was a thing in my head. Right. But I. I think that like the idea of being pro would be was fucking awesome, but I was I, I can't remember going like nothing else matters. I'm gonna go be pro. Got you know it. what I mean? Like skating in his life. Like this is yeah. When, it, it never went from like hobby to lifelong career. No, never. I, but like I, I always wanted to be good and like find success, and I, I liked the idea of like working with companies and being sponsored. But I, I don't know. You know, I just sort of like I it. I got a little worn down with the process of like being small. Like I felt like it was a job. You know what I mean? I'm got like you. 16, 17 and like I have these responses. I got to deliver content to like my sponsors and like I'm trying to finish school and like go to college and like I'm like, what do I really want to do here? And so mm. I, I, I mean the, the, a lot of the truth is like my, to, to make this really real, uh, my best friend passed, you know, at 17 and like oh, turned man. my world upside down. You know, and so at that moment, I was just kind of I took a break from everything. I was like, "Yo, like, what the f- fuck do I do?" Yeah, not Graham. Graham's still thriving. The, yeah, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. but um, yeah. So that was just like that. W- what that do for you, like in terms of perspective, there? Because I feel like that's a very formative time. Oh also. yeah, like I mean, just about to start that, life. That moment affected the rest of my life for sure. <sighs> I mean, I, you know, it's like like literally my closest it is a girl closest girlfriend you know oh, like talk every girlfriend? day oh. no not not my girlfriend oh. she was a girlfriend a girl, yeah she was a closest girl, girl like, Paul's friend yeah yeah yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah 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 but it's like just one of those people you connect with every you know every day it's like talking between periods like go say what's up at the locker like like just the the understanding on a fundamental level of like each other you know <sighs> and like just gone so <sighs> you know and so for me it was like I, I mean I, I it's I can't even articulate how upside down my life turned, you know, but it, you know, I made a, I made a decision at that moment, you know, I was like, okay, this is super fucked up. Like this shouldn't happen. Yeah. But I was like, I, 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 for some reason I had the wherewithal to understand of like, okay, this is like a pivotal moment. Mm. I can either decide to like be angry at the world mm. and be pissed off and resent this shit that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Or I can like try to take this moment and use it as some sort of like inspiration or purpose or like some greater 
meaning to like do this person like proud and live an amazing life wow. in honor of this person. Wow. To like do good in life. You know? Goosebumps. <laughs> so <laughs> live goosebumps yeah. from Rousey. So that that really was a moment where I was like, I I saw the future in a sense and was like, I could be fucking angry for the rest of my life about this, mm. or I could find some way to like use this as motivation or inspiration or or something good. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I, I have to find a way to make something good come out of this because it sucks. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Which is so hard. So even, hard. Even, like, I can't even fathom or even understand. But when you're like at that age and hit with such heavy emotions to like pierce through that, like just on them, like the physicalness, like fuck the even mental, like I'm sure physically feeling all that. So to pierce through that and have it, because it's so much easier to kind of be mad. Right, mm-hmm. you you want to be? It almost makes you yeah. feel good. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Um, and maybe there is a time for that. That's, that's oh, I mean, I definitely went through moments of being fucking pissed and throwing shit against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I I knew that that couldn't be a sustainable uh, reaction. Right. You know, and and I saw. I mean, you know, I saw people like you know, we're, this was like grade eleven to grade twelve. So we're going from you know into our senior year, yeah. right? Without this person that everybody knew and everybody was friends with. Yeah. And like I saw people's reactions, you know, and like people I, I just I just knew I couldn't let it bring me down. Mm. She would be pissed. Yeah. She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so I was like I I, I always think about the idea of like how like if I asked her this question like when she was alive, like how would you want me to like continue on? Like let's say you you pass or I pass, like what would you want for me? You know what I mean? And like it would always be like the, something positive, like do great in life, like go out and succeed, like go find happiness. You know what I mean? And I think the number one thing they would say that they didn't want is like just be resentful and shitty and, and mad. You know what I mean? Like that would be the worst. You know, like that would make her upset. So I'm like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? And so it was, um, you know, it's been, a, it's, it's still a thing, you know For what I mean? Sure. It's, it's been 18 years, yeah. you know, but like I, it, it's still, I still think about it, you know, I mean much less now, but like, I, I honestly think like 10 years, not a day that went past without yeah. me thinking about her, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure it even like comes out in, in, in many, many ways. It's just a part of you and like, it's, and it's going to be the rest of your life. It's yeah. just, yeah. It yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so as you came to kind of that, like that thought of, you know, life has to, has to go on in, in the best way to, to honor this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be that angry person. I'm not going to let this take me down. It's not because at the very least, fuck what you want. It wouldn't be what she wants. Yeah. 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 yeah you yeah. know, yeah. what was kind of the first shift in terms of like outlook on what, cause you're entering senior year, you know, skating's kind of <coughs> fizzling out. And was was this time you got back into dancing? Yeah, I started. I started. There was a period where I was sort of doing a little of both, but I started okay. breaking maybe in the eleventh grade. So, what was the first like jump from there? Like the first thing you did to that that kind of changed the course of your life after that moment? Um, like it once I started breaking, or like after, after the whole after her. It's so hard to call a pivotal moment. I think mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like because that was like a number of years of like dealing mm-hmm. with that loss, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I can't, I can't, I was just like, did, a, did it, I'll ask a better question. Sure. 
Let's just dive into your breaking then. Sure. And, and, and how, how you transcended into that after that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the whole thing that's, that spawned that was, you know, like her loss and my skating. And I was kind of like, you know, I wasn't super stoked on it anymore. And like, it felt like a job. And so I really just kind of like, it just kind of like fizzled out a little bit and started getting other things. I was like, I'm graduating. I want to go to college. I want to do these other things. And so skating just sort of like didn't really fit in the picture. And because I started breaking really, you know? Yeah. So I just started. And, and so breaking for me, it was like this invigorating thing. I was like, oh, I was doing this before I started skating. I was like six years old doing body rounds on my own in front of the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the center, right? right, doing my thing. So I'm like, this is now like my, like I'm getting back to my roots a little bit. You know what I mean? And so it was a really, it was a, for me just like putting everything into that mm. you know um and so and then that started going well you know, like i started you know i was taking class and practicing and then i started teaching and i started teaching at the university that i was going to you know so it was uh it it quickly became a thing that i that i was like oh like if i work hard at this too it's like i can make a living because i'm like teaching dance now you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it was another one of those things it's like very similar to my discovery with what break or sorry skating could do for me mm-hmm. in now dance you know and then that really shaped my transition to moving to la but b- before that yep I love I love <laughs> yeah 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 reel it in though <laughs> reel it in though <laughs> you know I, did you have any like what do i want to be when i grow up moments because during uh high school after you take do you take sats in canada no you don't okay you don't I was always jealous of that. I was like, I want to take the SATs. Don't, I know how so smart bro, I am. That's, that's not, no. Like, I not feel you be could be jealous. jealous of like our weather, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. Down, <laughs> here in LA, down here in LA, like that's for, but definitely not the SATs. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, 11th grade here mm-hmm. um, is a, such a pivotal time. You take the SATs uh, and you're like, I got to get into that good college so I can be yeah, X, yeah. Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and there's so much pressure and it's just like, it's a horrible time actually, mm-hmm. um, because of that stress. And then senior year hits and you're like, gold, we're good. I'm going to college. We're yeah. good. Um, but you kind of first get the thoughts of what you want to be when like you grow up, like, what am I going to college for? What is yeah. my, what is my path? How am I shaping? Um, did you have those, those things of like, where am I going to go after kind of, uh, high school? I, you know, I, I don't. I don't remember any thoughts about it, to be honest. In grade eleven and twelve, um, I don't. I don't remember thinking about what I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to go to college. You know, I was like a university, as you call it in Canada. Right? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to do that, like post secondary. But I, I didn't know like what I wanted to major in. I, I I knew I could figure that out as I went to school. So it wasn't. I didn't have a thing at that at that moment. I loved to dance, you know. Skateboarding was kind of falling out, but I would I didn't want to do that as a career, anyways. You know what I mean? I loved to dance, and I think I was kind of like, oh, I'd love to like dance and perform for a little bit. Like that seems fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna go do that. But but even that was not like, oh, I'm gonna be a dancer for the rest of my life. I was like, this is cool now. I'm gonna do this now and like figure it out. It, it wasn't until I was in college and started making films where I was like, this is fucking it. Mm, I'm doing this wow. for sure. So it was like kind of, 
it was interesting because I also sort of like fucked around with film when I was younger. We sort of like skipped over that part, but I like edited on two VCRs and it started from skating. I would film skating videos awesome. and ah. people would be like, yo, Cole, you get good footage. You know how to shoot cool shit. Here's the wow. camera. Here's the camera. So people would be handing me the camera when we were skating because I knew wow. I was like trying to figure out how to get cool angles, and like shoot dope shit and people could recognize I got good footage. So they gave me wow. the camera a lot. And so that's where it really started. That's where that and started. And that's super that's important. Like the sponsorship yeah. world on skating and just like totally. all, like, you have to be able to get good yeah, footage. Exactly. Exactly, that's the right? whole thing. Yeah. Totally. And so that's where that, that originally started. Like wow. I started filming and like I, I really enjoyed like finding out like, okay, you're doing this trick. You're spinning this way. I'm going to move the camera this way to make it look doper because it oh, makes it look like you're spinning more. Wow. Like that, that was where the, the spark started with me with film. You know what I mean? And I learned how to edit on two VCRs and like it was always kind of there. But then in college I started I had jobs and making money and like I, I DJed for years too so I'm like DJing on campus as a whole there's a I've done many many different things in my life right I love it so I had some money and I bought like a really good camera and a dope com- a Mac computer about a DVX 100A which is like mini DV cameras like cream of the crop 24p shit like cutting edge technology back in the go. day Lit. and I started shooting shit you know and and as I started like making shit and really learning how to shoot and edit I was like this is this is it. This I, I I realized it could be a career, and I was like, "This is my career." Mm. And so in college, I decided that. It seems like you were given such a freedom to like express yourself and create. I wanna I wanna kind of like take it back full circle here, and like just you being able to do this so freely. Like your parents had to have been behind you 10 trillion percent then. Yeah, I mean, my because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you see these like skateboarding and yeah, dancing yeah. and then, like, there's questions come up like, well, parents like, okay, well, what are we going to do for real life now? Yeah. But, but it seems like you were allowed such an expansive, mm. I guess, world to explore and it was like, it seems like it's so free for you. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause so yeah. many kids are kind of like, well, I was doing this and like I had to deal with like the thoughts of, well, what am I going to do? It seems like the world of expression and being able to just find yourself within those things was such a commonplace. Yeah. And for me, that kind of just like makes me think like, how, how was that relationship with your parents and was there a champion? And there had to have been a champion of like somebody just saying, look, you could do whatever you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, my my mom is the fucking best. I know? love it. Pat, what would you say about my mom, huh? Pat knows my mom well. Uh, Glenda. <laughs> Glenda. Glenda. Shout out to Glenda. <coughs> Come over here, Pat. Just, Come on the mic. Come on the mic. Just give us a little mic, tip. Glenda, uh, Glenda, for me, is a personification of Cole. <laughs> and when I say that, it's I love like... That. Yo, they are the best of friends. Oh. Like, when she comes down to L.A., I get mad at him if he doesn't tell me she's coming. Because I feel to you. Be around the, I feel to, be, to be around the two of them is, like, the best time. Oh, man. But at the same time, I mean, I'm sure he'll delve into this. Like, when he is with her, like, he shows her off to the world. I love it. And I love it. He makes the most amazing videos with her, etc. Goes to the most oh. amazing places. He took her to Italy, which I hope he talks about as well. Recently, like within the last like two months, three months, went to Italy together. Like wow. they have the best relationship, and like it's such a treat, like to see that in person when yes. she does come down. Unfortunately, she lives out of the country, but yo, she comes down all the time. He goes up and sees her, and like even if I'm missing the in person, yeah. 
I know that if he's with her, <laughs> yeah, I'm you, gonna see it. Yeah, you'll no get a FaceTime if I'm with my mom. Oh, FaceTime, FaceTime IG stories, like everything. I, if if I'm not there, I know that I'll at least be able to see the interaction between Glenda and Cole. I love like, that. Oh, it's man. the most beautiful. beautiful yeah, it's one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever experienced in family relationships. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's my mom's, everybody. We're diving. No, oh, she. Pause on the story. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. We're about to go through a mama moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because this is mama, we made it. We can't, we can't go through it. <laughs> right? yeah. The mama moment. The mama moment. The mama moment. Take him there, Nushi. <laughs> no, so, like, I love that because it's so important. To have not only like your creator, mm -hmm. but to have somebody, especially a mother, to be a champion and, and, and a mother to kind of just like allow you to become you. Yeah. Um, I mean, she had her concerns. Don't get me wrong. She's still a mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to I dip and dive with mama through this time. Yeah, for sure. Up until we get to the, to the college sphere. What, what was that relationship like? And like, what, what, what was that bond? Because like... You know, you go through times where I feel like us kids have a little resentment, not resentment, but like uh, precaution when it comes to parents, yeah. right? Like the rules and the boundaries and all of these things. But then there's also times where, you know, you have that champion in your corner and, you know, parents always set the values and set the foundations and what right and wrong is and like have to put their foot down to allow you to grow and just realize the differences in life. But it's, it's so beautiful when, you know, sometimes we come to a later understanding of, look, like everything my parents said was only for me to be as great as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, what was that relationship like with you and moms? I mean, I think, you know, I like it was good. I think even even when I was younger, I, I realized it was good. My mom was always cool, you know what I mean. And I think that uh, one thing I really appreciated is that like she gave us a, me and my sister. She gave us a lot of freedom. She was like, "You can do not whatever you want, but yeah. like I trust you." Like she really instilled, like I trust you yes. to make the right decision. These are the reasons like why the right decision is important. You and, like, know what right and exactly wrong is. right. And yeah. so she trusted me to make those decisions. So. You know, I think that that was really, really cool and, and, and beneficial to me as someone, you know, as a kid growing up trying to get my freedom, right? Because I saw, <clears throat> I saw all my friends who had really strict parents and yeah. they just wanted to fuck off from that, you know yeah. what I mean? And so my mom had a little bit of a different approach and I think that was both beneficial to me growing up and discovering who I am, but also like really important to like solidify our relationship because I, I the trust was there you know what Absolutely. i mean and like and the respect was there and you i was like okay this is dope. yeah exactly right so it was it was it was nice you know and and i don't know i mean we're like best friends now but i don't know exactly when that started because obviously you know i'm like 13 hanging out with my friends it's like for sure it's like for sure. she's right, your mom right, right? For sure yeah. um we they're were playing, they're playing the guardian angel role yeah yeah you know we were I mean? we've always been close but i mean i think I know now we sort of have a unique relationship, you know, and, and one that I love, right? Absolutely. But I don't know. I don't know if there was like a moment where that started. It was sure. before I moved to LA, but I, I don't know if it was like high school or college or what. You know? It's just incredible that it's able to blossom, right? Because yeah. like I went through, you know, phases where I was like, 
it, it's crazy looking back on it because I'm like, damn, 90% of the shit my parents told me it was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. looking back in retrospect, yeah. it's like all of these little rules and when you're in it, you're so like, you are a hundred percent wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, then, no, like, you like, don't know anything. That way. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then you look back, you're like, well, shh. But like, I also grew up in that kind of like household where it was like, these, this is what right and wrong is. Yeah. But go experience the world. Like, yeah. go, go figure it out. But like, we're gonna set the foundation for you, and then just play within that that scenario. And I feel like it's extre- it's extremely important for parents to be able to give their kids that freedom after establishing boundaries. Of course, yeah. But giving them that freedom, like, because, like, you see the kids that, like, their dads, like, the dads that, like, are super staunch on their daughters of, like, you're not having a boyfriend. They're the first ones, like, you know what I'm saying, getting, like, soireed in, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like, starting early. It's, It's insane how when you really give your kids a little rope you allow them to kind of feel that trust mm-hmm. and just feel like that level is there instead yeah. of like all the shit that's mischievous doesn't become mischievous anymore yeah you don't want to do it it's like when you get when you you're given responsibility it's like one way it's like they force you to do something you're just like i'm not gonna do it yeah. and you're like i trust you you're like oh like this is i need to now consider <laughs> yeah. this you know what i mean oh, it's like also sure. like it's like empowering your kids right for yeah sure. like and that feels good for a kid to know like okay like they uh, trust me i gotta like do yeah. right in some sense yeah you know? because if you don't it's like exactly if they trust me you don't want to break the trust but you also feel good like yeah i can handle this trust yeah you're like i'm the man i'm 14 yeah i'm the man Absolutely. i can figure it out i know what's man. up we, we, uh, yeah. we, we were the man's the year in year out oh, yeah. until yeah. god knows you know what i'm saying yeah. It's craziness, but shout out to shout out to the parents that just like kind of let the little birdies spread their wings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean? So you know, like getting back to the, the support and career, I think that like you know with with skateboarding, it's like I was so young. It's like yeah, like go do something yeah. cool for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? And then seeing me like compete and get sponsorships like yeah. that, I think for her was like oh, like he's doing something kind of yeah. good. You know what I mean? I know that like. When I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be a filmmaker and move to LA, she was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, for really sure. one of those? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, oh man, this is going to be a problem. But, you know, we've talked about it since then, and like, yeah. she really shielded it from me. You know what I mean? I didn't know how concerned, like, I, I could. I could, I sense, sense it? it a little yeah. bit. Obviously, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, for sure. Like, Cause I didn't know. I'm like, yo, I'm going to LA. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Maybe I'm not going to work <laughs> one day, right? Like, I have no idea. So I knew she was concerned, but she really kind of hid it from me because she didn't want. She she didn't want to impede my success by putting extra pressure on me. You know what mm. I mean? So that was really good. And like I thank her for that for sure. But she not that she wasn't like, oh, you can do it and you can do everything. I, I think she was, but she she had her concerns. Absolutely. And let me go discover it without like falsely sort of supporting me. You know what I mean? So I think it was a good it was a good balance. Like I always felt empowered to chase my dreams for yeah. sure. Um but but yeah, I don't know. It was a good balance, I think. Well, it is pretty insane to like tell your mom, "Mom, I'm going to go be a filmmaker in LA." And yo, the like, day I graduated, the day I graduated university, I'm like, "Mom, I'm moving to LA." She's like, "What?" Re- you yeah. just dropped the bomb. Yeah, on. and you yeah. Had, you had known prior. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so so let's take it there. Ooh, All right, yeah. yeah, take it there. So well, first I want to kind of delve also just into um, your affinity to filmmaking. Why did it even come back in your life? Um, cause you did it in skating, but, but now you're in college. Where did it first kind of like start? That's a good question. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously watching like Tarantino, 
you know, being like, yo, this shit is fucking dope, right? And, like, how different his style of filmmaking was, I think, for me, like, opened my eyes of, like, oh, you can tell stories in, like, really unique ways. You can do shit that's different and non-traditional and, like, have a really profound effect on someone. So I was really interested in that. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's an interesting thing in itself because when I watch a Tarantino film, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that was dope. And then I'm, I'm like, that, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. On, like... <laughs> This is amazing. I'm going to go direct a film. Did you yeah. see how he shot that? Hold on. No, that yeah. That angle. I think like, for me, I was, I've was i always had this critical eye in watching films. And like unknowingly to me, like I would, I would leave and like go through this like analytical thought process about mm. like why that film was good or bad or like mm. what, what was, what I liked, what I didn't like about it. Like that was just what I would be thinking as I left the just film. Natural. Pro- Naturally. I'm like it. analyzing it. Like I'm super analytical in a lot of ways, you know? So I, I'm like digesting this film mentally and like mm-hmm. trying to figure it out and like trying to understand the choices and not cause I'm like, Oh, I love film. Cause I just like leaving and like, that's just the shit I'm thinking about. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I think somewhere along the way I was just, enamored with the experience and enamored with the idea that like this shit happened in this guy's head and now i'm like having this visceral experience from it that's cool as fuck you know what i mean absolutely i was like i want to i want to do that i want to have i want to like like come up with something and have someone experience something like that to me is so cool that like that's possible were there any instances which kind of like validated I guess your grasp on your own thoughts in terms of like having a critical eye, right? And just like naturally it developing. But there's so many times where where we kind of like feel these things but aren't like completely beholden to them or don't believe them fully. Was was this something that just kept building in you that you were just like, you know what, like I have this and these ideas of mine carry value to me, right? Because like we all, we all doubt. I mean, yeah, I I think that I always felt like I had my thoughts were valuable to me, but always doubted they had valued anybody else. You know what I mean? I I think that like, I'm like, I think this way, I feel this way, but like, I don't know if anybody gives a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it was, it's been on both sides, I think, but I I think that that's a very common thing. You question, I think you might feel right about something, but you question whether that has any bearing on anybody else's life. And the segue you know? to that was like, did you have like a base and a group of friends of like creatives that kind of like mm. really molded that? Cause you know how like we kind of find our circles. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and especially when we're delving into like different areas, like the dancers find the dancers, the skaters find the skaters, the, the, you know, the videographers and, and, and the photographers really like find the people that they connect with. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that really, was that brewing at that time? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think for me, I was always sort of one to like rally the troops a little bit. You gotcha. know what I mean? So like for me, I was super inspired by film. So I just get my friends together. Like, Yo, let's make some shit. And I think they were like, oh, cool. Like we're making something. This is fun. I don't think they necessarily shared the same passion, save for a couple people that were like doing music and were like, oh, I'm going to do sound for you. You know what I mean? But like everybody else is just kind of like on board because it would be a fun, cool thing yeah, to do. And everybody yeah. needs their leader. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know what I mean? So I think that I, I, I would... I, I tried to create groups rather than like integrate myself into other groups. Mm. You know what I mean? And and I don't know. That's a bar though. I don't. Huh? That's a bar. That's, That's a, a subtle bar. bar. That's, That's a, a subtle. Bar. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> totally. But uh, but yeah, I I think. I, but I don't know if that was like uh, uh, again an innate thing about me that like spoke to directing because that's essentially what directing is. Yeah. 
or I was like, oh, I need to like get people together because I'm the director. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. It, I, I don't know necessarily why that happened, but that was a thing. That I mean, I, was I feel like it's a beautiful balance of both, especially at that time, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. like even in those ages, you think about it like we all want to be a part of a group and mm-hmm. we all want to kind of like belong, so to speak. And then when when we're in college, like our creative juices are flowing or like what life is going to be is flowing and just like finding those people that connect with, with those, with our own ethos as we're kind of like building them really starts to come together. And it's not really like, okay, you know, I, I love like the three year, five year, all that plan, but it's not really like, okay, so from this state forward, I'm going to be doing this and doing that and doing this. When, when you're in college, it's like freedom. Like oh, you're yeah. exploring like yeah. all of your, you know, wants, desires, and yeah. whatnot, and and for you to like, you know, have film become that along the way, and just be like, look, like let's get everybody together and let's just do this shit. Let's just make cool shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's the start. It, it, it's one of those things of the seed is just planted, yeah. and then just yeah. like as time flows, it grows. You yeah, know what I'm saying? absolutely. What to do? <laughs> another bar, another bar. Um, yeah. So you know, um, for me. Shit, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about film. Mm. Oh, I was always on the outside. So I mentioned, like, you know, I was always sort of on the outside of, like, the cultures being, like, off skating and the yeah. subculture or whatever. So even with film, like, you know, I wasn't in the film program, right? Mm. I was, like, doing my own shit on the side, right? So I think that approach has always sort of, like, been with me of, like, I'm going to make it work no matter what. So mm. I'll just, like, get people together or whatever, you know, and, like, make it happen. So, because I could have, I think I took, I don't even... I don't even know if I took a film class. Really? I, I, I know I took one in high school. Okay. But I don't think I took one in... I think I was trying to when it was full, and I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm not taking that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I, so I, you, you just know, went out of gorilla tech. I'm just like, yo, I'm just doing this. Yeah, love it. I, was like, I bought a camera. I bought a computer, and I was like, I'm going to go shoot my friends, learn how to edit, learn how to shoot, and just do it on my own. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'll watch movies. I'll watch behind the scenes. I'll, like, read books. Like... I don't need to, because I was actually kind of late. I was third degree psych major when I was like, I'm doing film. And I was like, I got one year left. Let me finish, get my degree, kind of for my mom, but also for me just being like, probably a good idea to yeah. just finish and have it. Because yeah. yeah. like, if I leave now, I just wasted three years. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just decided I love this. And yeah. like, I have, I need to learn more. So I was like, let me finish my degree. I'll just use all my extra time to like shoot stuff and, mm. and practice and learn. And then when I'm done, I'm going to go off and be a filmmaker. And that's why day of graduation, I'm like, I'm on peace. I'm moving to L.A. (laughs) Do you feel like studying psychology kind of helped shape your lens? 10,000%. It's interesting because I'm like, oh, I have a degree in psych. People are like, well, you don't use that. And I'm like, well, not tangibly. You know, I, I I don't use it to get jobs. But... That experience and that knowledge I gained has really influenced my directing style, but mm. most importantly, my work ethic. You know, like studying for midterms and finals, writing term papers—that's a lot of fucking work. That's a yeah. lot of you know, work. and I didn't realize how hard I could work until I was forced to do it in college. Because school was like, high school was like easy in a sense. I was off skateboarding. I was like not doing homework and like get bees. You know, I'm like, yeah. it's cool. Like bees are cool. Yeah. And I'm doing zero work. You know yeah, what I mean? I feel you. So I was just like, this is, this is fine. I didn't work hard in high school, you know? Um, and in college I was like, wait, I need to like, I need to learn this shit. I need mm-hmm. to know this shit. So I, the number one thing I learned was work ethic. I think if I moved to LA out of high school, I would have fucked off, would have partied, got yeah. caught up in the whole like being yeah. cool LA thing. Yeah. You know, I moved to LA when I was 25 turning 26. I was older. You know, and like had a degree, had experience and like, you know, I, I, 
I was not, I was there to work, you know? And I think that because it was because of my years in university and college that, that gave me that work ethic. So, and also like, that's just like, I mean, work ethic is one thing, but like the things I learned as a psychology major, how people perceive things, it's all, it's all about how people perceive and understand things Absolutely. and how people feel things. And yeah. like, that's the number one thing I'm doing. So it's like going that's to the a, most important, yeah, yeah, going to the, you know, my reaction walking out of Tarantino film, I'm like, I felt something yeah. like, how did he make me feel something? You Absolutely. know what I mean? And so studying, you know, perception and people's understandings and how people cognitively process information was really valuable and how people think, how people's egos work, you know, is like very applicable in what I'm doing. Absolutely. So it's been, it's been very insightful in, in subtle ways, you know, and the work ethic was, I think, a huge part. One trillion. Let me percent. ask you just about the work ethic because college is a time where you actually, you know, you go off, you party, you, you have this like newfound freedom and you kind of go through all that stuff and you don't really figure out what you want to do until maybe like midway through and you're like, all right, I got to get my shit together. Upon entering college, did you pick psych just because, uh, just like, I'm just going to try this? Or were you gen- was there like a genuine interest in it? Or was it just like, I got to pick a major? That sounds cool. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, originally, I was going to be a computer science major. You know, like that was my thing. I was like, I like, I like math. I like science. You know, yeah. I, like I said, I had a very analytical mind. And so I'm like trying to go. I got into the arts. I didn't get into sciences at first. So I'm like mm. trying to take first year computer science classes and like, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, yeah, this will be cool. This has a job. I can like definitely work. Computers is the future. You know what I mean? Totally. So I'm like in my computer science class and it's like a Monday morning and the dudes beside me are like coming back after the weekend and they're showing each other the programs that they programmed over the weekend. Oh, and I was looking at them. I was like, oh, I wasn't doing that shit on the weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I was off fucking like making movies and like hanging out with friends. Like I was not going home and programming for fun. So at that right. moment I was like, Okay, this isn't this isn't for me. That's mm. it's, that's for them. That's not for me. So now I was like, well, fuck. What do I what do I do? So I went and I saw like a counselor. I was like, you know, to help you pick your major or whatever. And so she told me she goes, if you can't get into the major that you want to get into the major of, take something that you really enjoy, mm. like the thing that you really enjoy. Don't worry about my, whether it might get you a job or whatever. Like take the subject that you really enjoy. And so what I realized was like I was going home on Friday night and reading my psych book. I was like really interested in all of the things that that psych was teaching and like had realized that I, these are the things that I'd been thinking about like my whole life, like Mm. understanding how people perceive and understand things. So I was like, Oh, it's easy. I'm going to do psych. I don't know what that's going to be for me, but like, I really, I enjoy reading that, you know, on a Friday night. So that's going to be my major. So that was how that formulated for me. That's so interesting because knowing that and knowing that you didn't even take a film class is like, you're actually, in a more psych profession, I mean, your, your, your task and your job and your, um, the way you let it out is through film, but it's actually seems like you're practicing that psych. Like oh, you're yeah. actually, that, that's actually your real career. It's yeah. just your, your, the way you're putting it out in the world, it's like, uh, you know, you're not seeing patients, but you are pursuing that career in this outlet, in this Absolutely, form. absolutely, yeah. That's I, I, super interesting. I'm taking everything I learned in psychology and applying it to the film medium, you yeah. know? And so whether that's like a very explicit thing that I'm doing in film or like super subtle, it, it always comes through and I'm always like cognizant of it and I'm always aware of like, of, of the things I learned mm-hmm. to like use to my advantage to like make someone feel something, you know what I mean? crazy dude like it just hit man (laughs) 
it's it's just interesting, right? Earlier you said you you know you started doing film. You're like, boom, that's it. That's what I want to do. But the way I'm I'm hearing it is you actually found psych, and you just needed like that outlet to let that out. And film yeah. was that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, but psych really was the first kind of passion that you had. Because I mean, being drawn to something, reading the book every day, um, and really. Uh, having this deep understanding and, and genuine like interest in it, do something you like. Well, I, I wonder, you know, you, you talk about it two different, two different sort of things, but I wonder if it's actually the same thing. Whereas like the thing that I loved about film was like how it affected people. Yeah. And then psych was like, well, how does that work? Yeah. Like, how do I get affected by a film? You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it's, again, I don't know. It's like, not nature and nurture, but it's one or the other a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Like we're over here, like dibbling through like chicken and the, which came first, the yeah, chicken yeah, or the yeah. egg? Because yeah. like it could have the it whole way through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think about it through music, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many parallels, and everyone probably has that one thing that they attribute to that. That one thing they're obsessed with, like man, that kick drum, just like that sound. It makes like it hits in my chest. I mm-hmm. feel it mm-hmm. in my heart. Like I literally feel it. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? Like. It wasn't music, but it was film, that same thing. But how did it relate to you? How did it make you feel? How are you affecting people? Like, that's really where the the, the thought and passion is, mm-hmm. which is this is the medium that yeah. provides that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that I really, it, it really rung true with me. I was yeah. like, this is the idea of that experience of like sitting down and getting whisked away into a movie and like having a sort of like transcendent experience so you're so like just involved in a movie in that story it was like it's like the most magical thing ever you know what i mean and i was just like i want to i want to do that just how some people like hear a kick drum or hear a song and be like and they, they feel a certain way absolutely. like i want to do that absolutely same thing just with film for me you know and not going to film school because it's such a like a prerequisite, right? Yeah. Like if you're gonna be a filmmaker, like, you like stripes. go to like NYU, go to USC, like do the whole thing, and then you come out and then you start working, and then yeah, I was like, fuck that, I'm gonna just make my own shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. You know, and 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 I think that's a, it's a sign of like the times a little bit because like at that at that moment you could buy a camera that was high quality for the time. I mean, it was 480p, which is garbage now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like at the time, you're like, yo, this dude, is dude. dope shit, right? And like, you know, feature films came out on that camera and like that was so far beyond because before that it was like VHS tapes, which yeah. was like really garbage. And the cool thing about the DVX was that it shot 24p, so 24 frames a second, so it looked like film. It felt like film, gotcha. you know? And so, you know, like I could, I could buy that camera, albeit it was expensive as fuck for me and I had to save and borrow money and do anything I could to get that camera. But I was mm. like, well, buy this camera. I'm going to make something every day. Just, I have so many videos of me. Like I got music videos of like me just singing other people's songs. Like I shot with a tripod and like me going out, like my neighborhood, just making my own shit, like I learning how it. to like, make, yeah, I love it. Well, well, I mean, so remember the Coldplay Scientist video? Yeah. So it's like all backwards, right? So right, right, right. it's moving backwards, but he's singing forwards. And so I'm like, oh, how the fuck wow, did he do that? Like, what, right. like, how, like what, what was the process of making that video? So I like read about it and like tried to figure it out. And I realized, you know, they, he learned how to sing the song backwards. Oh, really? Yeah. So he would listen to the song backwards oh, and, and learn how to lip sync to it. And then they filmed it backwards and then played it forwards. So he's moving backwards, but then singing forwards once they flip the footage, right? So, he, like, so he, he's actually like walking backwards? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's oh, walking they, oh, backwards. Well, well, no, no, no. So he's walking. Because I think in that video, I mean, Farside did a version too. There's a bunch of different ways you can do this. 
Yeah, 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 totally, right? So they're saying Jack Johnson did one. So it's been a, done a, a number of ways, but I think for the Coldplay one, he was walking forward in real time and singing backwards. Mm, so when they reversed it, he's walking backwards, but singing forwards for far side, they walked backwards and sang backwards. So they were walking forwards in weird motion, but singing forward too. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so there's different ways you can like, you can fuck with it. Right. So, but for that, I was like, I figured it out and I was like, well, fuck, I want to like really learn how to do this. So I, I (laughs) took the song and I reversed it and I put it on a CD and I listened to it like driving to school for like three days. And on the fourth day I was like, had it kind of down and I went out and I shot a whole video of like me singing this song backwards and like made little fucking scenes or whatever but this is like my I early film school I love it interject get over here Pat get over here this is the coolest also slash dorkiest thing <laughs> that Cole has ever shown me <laughs> that he spent he it. spent a Yo, lot of time doing it and he filmed it he, he filmed it all himself Amazing. and it's on his website Amazing. you can watch it but like he filmed it all himself, like set up tripods from like across the street and would like walk backwards, but well, singing forwards like in LA. Oh, this is Vancouver still for it's sure. In Canada still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm some but, kid in some suburb of Canada filming myself walking backwards on the street being I like, I'm going to make films one day. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like the level, the level of just commitment that he went towards yeah. with this was just so dorky, I but so... So cool. to play on At my name, I called it. I called it Coldplay. It's I a, yeah. fucking <laughs> love it. So play. <laughs> I mean, Coldplay. Yeah, Coldplay. So you can. Uh, I think it's on my website, Coldwallister.com, or my YouTube. You can I gotta check go it out. check that out. Yeah, we'll watch it after. It's so. Yeah, it's no, so we, dumb, we, but I love it. I love it though. We're watching it after. I love it. No, but 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 that also shows the dedication, though. Like again, it's like a skateboarding trick. Like. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. You wanted to do it you over I and over and over and over I, and over. Know, the drive to school traffic was like half hour, 45 minutes. That shit was on repeat the whole time. Oof. And I'm listening to it, learning how to sing it backwards. You know what I mean? Like, it. I was like, I would just, that was a thing too. It's like, I have this propensity to just like fully dive Immerse. in mm. like 100%. Like with coffee, right, Pat? And like with scotch, which is another whole thing. But Love it. Um, I'm like, f- I, I, I get obsessed about shit mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm gonna figure this out that, I think that that's the only thing I'm good at is like figuring shit out and that's like I apply that to skateboarding I apply that to breaking I apply that to filmmaking yeah, it's just mm-hmm. yeah that's well, that ex- sounds that sounds really bad in, in today's climate but sure <laughs> yeah I'm an extremist <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a knowledge extremist yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah but it, that's Probably the best trait to have. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. That, that one is literally interchangeable. Like with being anything. good at learning is yeah. the best thing you can be good at. It's the best thing. Yeah, and like wanting to go for it through and through, and all in on something too. Yeah, yeah. versus it's like, a, like oh, a jack of all hard, trades, like, but like really dive super, super deep into something. There's something I really, really love about saying "fuck everything else." Mm. I'm just doing this, and and be it for. 10 minutes or a year or two or, or the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is like that, like putting everything out and focusing on one thing is so satisfying in some unique, weird way. Absolutely. You know? I don't think I've ever done that to be That's honest. super important. Yeah. Like everybody's like, juggle. Good. I feel Deep. like Jack of all trades juggle. No. Yeah. But it's, the, yeah. But at the same time, still like working and trying to pay bills and like got plan A and plan B and plan C and this, you're doing, this. I mean, no, like, I haven't missed rent. So no, <laughs> no, know? no. But like to really, really 
to to really go all in on something that, like yeah. that, 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 em, that immersion is extremely rare yeah and that immersion into something and just that willingness to say you know what i'm going to completely immerse in this until i get it is something that idealistically we all want to have but very few do yeah, yeah. right yeah. and also very few acknowledge how hard it is to do that until you actually do it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that's like super cool to talk about. Like, yeah, you know, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, I'm going to like dedicate all this time to this. And then when it's not giving you fruits back yeah. immediately, like in this like instant gratification. <laughs> Key, world, keyword immediately. Yeah, you yeah. kind of just like dip up off of it. But like that mentality of I'm going to do this until I fucking get this. I don't care how long it takes. Yeah. That's that type of mentality of that, like, you know, I guess. Gorgeous learner, you know what I'm saying? Shout out <laughs> to the fact that I couldn't even like fucking think. Of what shout word shout, right shout out, shout out to the gorgeous yeah. throughout learner. gorgeous throughout yeah. learning. There we go. Yeah. Um. So you had like you, I, I love that you've had this ingrained in you because like now it's setting the stage, right? I, like the dreamer that can conquer anything, mm-hmm. right? Is what I feel like this is this moment. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And then you graduate college and you're like, fuck it, I'm moving to LA and I'm doing film. Did you have a plan or was it just like, you know what? We're here and I'm out of here. The only plan I had was to not fail. I love it. That was the only fucking plan because especially for me, like I had to get an immigration lawyer. I had to spend, you know, it's 2006. I had to spend $7,000 US, which is like 9,000 Canadian, which for me as a graduate student is, I am like got no money. You know, now I need money to move out there and live. Right. Like that's all the money in the world to me. So I'm like, and, and it gives you three years. You got three years to fucking make it. You know what I mean? For a visa. So I'm like, okay, there's no way, there's no conceivable outcome where I'm going to LA and I'm coming back home. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like, it's not possible. So I think for a lot of people who move to LA who are like, oh, I'm going to like do this or act or whatever, you know, you move from the States. It's easy, right? You just pick up your shit and you go and like figure it out. And and people would move home after like eight months. Especially, And a lot of people are moving because it sounds cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like or, the, or just like they want to make it. They, yeah, they want to get but, the big break or whatever the fuck it might be. But you yeah. could always just go. There's no necessarily like consequence. Yeah, that, 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 that's like, what I'm getting at. There's, yeah. there's no consequence for someone who wants to move to L.A. You know, like they can move back home. It's it's easy. Right. And and I think for me, like, I'm, you know, day one out the gate, I'm invested because it's like to get a lawyer and I have a time limit. Yeah. I am not allowed to be in this country and work. You yeah. know what I mean? So for me. You know, just get it took me a year to get my visa application in order. Mm-hmm. So I'm like invested in this idea and I'm just like going into it like there's no fucking way I'm going home. And you're you're in Canada. Yeah. That, so like a year after you're you're like working towards this, like I'm going Oh yeah, it took me so I told my mom and I think I actually ended up moving like two years later. Cause it took wow. me like I was like um, working and saving and then you know getting the lawyer and getting all my paperwork ready and like all the shit you gotta do. You gotta jump through all these hoops, you know? And so moving out to L.A., I was just like, no fucking way I'm going home. And you went all in with your actions and you like, it's, it's literally something that it wasn't just like, okay, cool. I'm hopping on a plane and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, okay, this is what I want. I'm going to do everything in my power to get this. And I've worked like a fucking dog to be able to make this happen. Yeah. Saving up this money, all this, that, and the other. Like, what were you doing to get that? Like, well, fucking hustling. I love it. You know, I mean, like, you know, so back then, like, you know, I was, I was dancing. So I was teaching dance. I was DJing, you know, and I was working, I was fucking a cashier at a grocery store. Wow. You know what I mean? So I'm like doing, I, there was a, there was a summer where like I would work 
at the grocery store in the morning, like seven in the morning, I'd go teach a dance class and then I'd go DJ till two in the morning and then be back at the fucking grocery store. You know what Stop. I mean? Like for a summer, I'm like, I'm just trying to stack as much cash as I can. Wow. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, I, 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 again, I was like, I'm not failing. I'm not going to LA and like, and, and fucking up. So it's right. like, I need to do everything I can. And like, I'm like sleep later. Can you, you know imagine I mean? how few people would actually make that trip to LA if that was what they had to do to get there? No. To no. me, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't it, an option. It, if it wasn't like, no. you know what? I, I packed my car in Florida and drove over here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, it makes it that much more. Well, like, okay, so just getting a visa is hard. It's yeah. like people apply and they get denied. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm like, just getting access is already like not impossible, but it felt that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I'm just like, I have to do everything. Yeah. I can't, like, it, there's no halfway about it. You know what I mean? So, it just like made it forced me. But, but also, too, it's like, I feel like, I'm all I'm, I'm like all in on everything I really like care about. So yeah. I'm just like, if that's what I want to do, like I got no mom, no house, no family I can run home to. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm on my own out there. So it's like if I need to bust my ass this summer to like save a bit of extra money. So it's like that one month I can actually pay rent mm-hmm. then I'm going to fucking do it because like this is all in service of like what I ultimately want. You know, did you did you have moments during that two year span or during those like that very challenging, crazy hustle time? Of like, man, fuck this. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> no, for real. Like, because uh, one, leaving your home of your, of your life, you know, mm-hmm. where you've been your whole life to go to LA, like, but with the, the caveat that like, there's no turning back, you have to make it is a very scary thing to begin with. Yeah. Like that yeah, reality, yeah. it sounds like a great fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. But, and we, we talked about this. It's like, but I'm sure that day that you were getting on that plane, or I don't know if you drove down. Or I drove. Yeah. Okay, I actually have funny stories about that. My shit fucking broke down, oh, and I got denied at the border too. Oh, like, <laughs> a whole fucking deal. But yeah, but, but, but it, whether it's during the time leading up to that, or that actual moment where you like say like goodbye and you close the door and you feel that thing inside you, like holy shit, this got very real very quickly. You know, dealing with that that decision and that maybe it's even the commitment because mm-hmm. you you have to commit to yourself and. Once you put it out there in the world, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I got to commit to all this whole thing. I'm sure it's as much of the fucking super focus, you know, I'm, I'm making this happen. There's no turning back. There's still that, like, element of fear or something that or, or even doubt or whatever that, sh- that, that oh, exists. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, th- I mean, it was there because I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm not failing, but I was like, what if I fail? <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so it, it's, it was present the whole time. And even in like, just like working towards getting there, it was just like, I you know, like, what if I, my visa get denied? Like, well, I'm so fucked. If my visa gets denied, I'm fucked. Like, what am I going to do? You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, I'm going to like try to make films up here. I was like, fuck that. Because the whole reason with moving to LA is that like, I didn't want to, there, there's a ceiling in Vancouver. You know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of productions in Vancouver, but it's like, there's like gaffers and grips. There's no directors that like come out of Vancouver. And so people would ask me a question like, why don't you just stay here? Cause there's like a big community here. Yeah. And I was like, I want to direct a movie. So like, they're not hiring Vancouver directors. You can do craft services if you want. But I was like, fuck that. I was like, I was like, if I'm again, if I'm doing something, I'm like, I want a retirement fund. I want a fucking house. I want a car. Like if I want to find success, I want it all. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing this half assed. Right. And so not that in Vancouver was half assed, but like, you know, it was just I, I was like, I want 
all the possibilities. And that's what Absolutely. drove me to LA. You know what I mean? So there was definitely moments of like, uh, you know, you question yourself, of course. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm like a kid from Canada. Like, I think I'm going to go to LA and like be somebody. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? You know what I mean? So obviously you have, you have those insecurities inside, but you just, I'm just like, I'm just going to do my best to ignore it. Cause like, it's not going to help me like feeling it. I, yeah. I know I want to do this. So I'm just going to go do this. And, and you're like, working your ass off towards it. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest differences though. And just like the start of things, right. Is like, you're so vested it's a difference between something being a want and something being a need. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you needed to go to L.A. You were yeah. going to do everything in your fucking power, even though it wasn't guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, you're going to, if you do X, Y, Z, you'll get there. It was like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z in the hopes that I still can, but you're fully vested. Yeah. Like, it becomes completely different when you have to immerse everything into that idea. Yeah. And I feel like, that in and of itself, like, just built that momentum. Just built that, you know what, well, fuck it. Like, if we can come this far, there's nothing that's going to stop us. Your road down uh-huh. to L.A. Uh-huh. So you, 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 get the, you get the paperwork. Yeah. You get the visa. Yeah. You're able to come down. Yeah. What's going through your head? I mean, I'm just amped, okay. you know, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a little worried but i'm so much more excited it like doesn't even fucking matter okay you know what i mean and so you know i get my paperwork my buddy flies up from la yeah i I was traveling down to like meeting people i had a girlfriend actually at the time that was in la so that really really helped you know i met a bunch of great people out here um and so that was like a really i think that's important especially in la it can be a very fucking city absolutely so having a good group of friends was really valuable to me um and so my you know i flew a buddy up so he's gonna drive down with me so it's like we load up the car like say bye to mom (laughs) Like drive off. (laughs) And so Vancouver's like really close to the border. Like 45 minutes, you're at the border. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're on our way. Get to the border. And the guy looks at my paperwork. He's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, no. And so so he's like, let me see. So it's like I have a sheet that's like the the visa (laughs) sheet, right? It's a work permit basically, right? And so I give him that. And he's like, where are your documents? You have to get all these other documents. You have to get letters of recommendation and like a schedule and like all this other no shit, way. right? So he starts asking for that shit. And I'm just like, okay, like I just happened to have it. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, let me go get it. It's in the car. So I get it. I'm like giving him my letters of recommendation from people in the industry that like, that like basically vouch for you. Um, and, and they were like templates. So it's like they're the same like top and then the bottom is like a little different, you know? And so he's going through it and he's just like, this is, yeah, this is actually a funny story. So he's going through it. So he's going through it and he's like, and he's like, yo, these are all the same. He's like, what is, wh-? he's like, basically like, what is this garbage? Like, what are you, tr- what kind of scheme are you pulling on me? The thing like, that what, you, you write these last night? Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, cause like my lawyer did it. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Like she told me to do that shit. So like, here's the letter. I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I got some paperwork. Yeah. Bro. I was like, and I was like, I got the visa. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, and I, so I said something like, I have the work visa. Like, well, I don't understand what the issue is. And he goes, I decide who gets in this country. Ooh. And I'm like, uh-oh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> like, okay. Can so, I turn back around? Yeah. So he's like, like he's like, I'm, I'm border <laughs> patrol. I guard this country. Ooh. I decide who gets wow. in. Wow. Not your lawyer. Not whoever signed this paperwork. Me. The wow. fucking brave And I'm just like, that's when I was like, your shit just got fucking real. Fucking real. You know? <laughs> and I'm like shitting my pants like in this little fucking area. My oh. whole life is in my car. And I just fucking started on this journey. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Right? <laughs> so I we're in there. He's going through my shit. He's like talking to other people. 
And like, just taking forever, right? And I'm just like, fuck. And so I'm like wanting to call my lawyer, but you can't use fucking cell phones in like customs or whatever, oh, you know what I mean? So I'm like just man. sitting there like waiting. My buddy's in the car. I'm like super solo, like shit in my pants. And so finally, <laughs> this is the fucking weirdest thing. So finally, I'm like there for like 45 minutes or an hour. And he's like talking to other people. And so finally he like goes and like another dude comes, right? And I'm like, oh shit, okay. So he's talking to me and he goes, okay. This sounds like I'm making this shit up, but this is shit that really fucking happened. He goes, okay, so all right, you're a dancer. Because my visa was for dancing and DJing. So all right, you're a dancer. So you're going, you have your paperwork or whatever. He's like, I just have one question before you get in. He goes, what's a better movie, Breakin' or Boogaloo 2? And I'm like... What? Stop <laughs> like, it. Wow. And I'm like, breaking. He's like, why? And I was like, oh shit, why? I was like, uh, because it just had cooler dance moves or some shit. And he was like, all right, cool, stamp my shit and like wow. fucking set me off. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck was that? What the and fuck? I was like, yo. So my mind was blown. This guy's. Your life is. Yo. Your life is literally hanging by a. Oh my god, yo. And a motherfucker goes. Yeah, that's the question. He goes, what's a better movie, breaking or bullying? Fucking oh <laughs> <my laughs> <God. laughs> And I was like, yo. So, so, uh, so then, so I got on. Did you have I, to double back when he asked that? Like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, what? Like, I thought he was, yeah, was just like. fucking with me? Yeah, totally. I thought he was fucking with me. But I was like, well, I'm going to answer it. And then he was just yeah. like, okay, sure. So I got up and I called my lawyer and she was pissed. She like filed a complaint for the first guy because she's like, that's not true. It's like, they can't do that. It's like the whole idea is that you have a paperwork, some other agency, like the heads of border control, like approve you. So it's like. She got all pissed, but I was like, wow, whatever. I'm fucking in I'm now. in here. So, he was just being so cool. super, like, tough. He's just being dude. a dick for yeah, whatever dick, reasons. Yep. It's like, Border Patrol does that, right? Yeah. So anyway, so I'm driving to L.A., and I'm, like, 300 miles out of L.A., and just <laughs> on the car. I'm like, I was like, did you hear something? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a sound? Did you feel something? Yeah. And I'm, like, driving, and then, like, the car's, like, not going, and we're like, oh, oh let's pull over, right? So we pull over, and, like, shit just dies and we're like and so the area in between LA and like San Francisco is just fucking nothing. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Are you in San Luis Obispo? Yeah. Like, are you like no, I'm like on the five so like just desert oh, orange oh, trees. He's right in the middle oh, where it's just wow. nothing, there's nothing oh. right? Just desert. Nothing. nothing. So we're like okay, fuck. Now what, right? So we like call Beast AAA or whatever and then like we go, they tell us to a gas station. We're like, oh, it's like low in oil. Let's put some oil in. So we put some oil in. We're like waiting, and we start seeing oil like go past our feet. <laughs> and we're like, yo, whoa. We're like, I think that's a problem. Whoa. It's just like a hole in the fucking engine or some oh, shit. So we're like, and they're like, fuck. yeah, you can't drive this. We're like, oh fuck. So we <laughs> and being stuck in the middle of California is terrible. It's just, it's yo, I got like, my turntables in the car. I got all my shit. My whole life's oh. in the car. I'm like, we're fucking stranded in the desert. Like, what wow. a start. To this shit. You know what I mean? So we basically we get towed to a hotel, we stay there, I got a tarp over my car so like nobody sees my shit or whatever. <laughs> and then we basically just piggybacked AAA rides and just rode with the craziest fucking people. Stop. The like just because they can only tow you hundred miles for the card. So my buddy had a card that like you could tow hundred miles. So I bought that same thing that night. So the morning he called, told us hundred miles, I called after told us another hundred miles, Yo, we stayed the, the night. To tow hundred miles. <laughs> Yo, yeah. They so we just seven these days. Yeah, no. You get you yeah. get to get the plus. You get hundred miles. I, I still have the plus to this day, just because like you never know when you're gonna fucking need that shit. And then I towed the car to my apartment that I that I had through my friend or whatever. And then the car sat in the back of the apartment for a year. And then I got rid of it for 200 bucks. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't have a car when wow. I moved to LA. It was just like a fucking, talk about a struggle. Just oh, getting around. Wow. You know? So that was like my move into LA story. I love wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip, dude. Literally, yeah. Literally a trip. trip. Yeah. Just jump in tow truck to tow truck yeah. to get to LA. For sure. Tow truck to tow truck. 
Just the crazy, like, yo, the dudes that drive tow trucks out in, like, Bakersfield are, like, on another level. I can only imagine, bro. Yo, the stories like we the heard. Hills have eyes. And it's like, you know, it's a flatbed. So it's like, it's me, the driver, me and my buddy, like, in the front, you know, in the Oh, in the, three, in the yeah, three-seater. Like, that three-seater. Like from, like, 100 miles driving with some dude, like... Yo, shit was a trip. That's incredible. What a good time. You touched down yeah. in somewhere that you've wanted to be for the past few years. Yeah. Somewhere that you've known is where your legacy is going to start. Oof. What's going through your head? I mean, I'm just so fucking excited. Like, dude. past, like, so the elation happens. Yeah. And then. Does reality hit? Or oh, yeah. Like- yeah, 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 yeah. One month, I'm like, oh, I've definitely eaten ramen all month. This month, <laughs> I got no jobs. I had one job when I moved to L.A. It was editing my buddy's DVD. So I'm, like, involved in the dance community because I'm dancing, you know. I'm, like, trying to get DJ jobs. So, like, the only reason I feel like I survived in L.A. is because I did three, I had three sources of income. If dancing and film wasn't popping off, DJing was popping off. If DJing and dance was popping off, film was popping off. Yeah. And by film, I mean back then I was editing shit. Yeah. And, like, because I was so close with the dancers, I was cutting people's dance reels, choreography shooting dance numbers like all that kind of shit so there's always things sort of popping off in one aspect or another you yeah know? but definitely it's just like moments where i'm like yo i got no jobs this month i mean i'm still I'm like yo i got no jobs next month but it's a different level now you know what i mean like i'm right. like i'm good now right but back then you're just like yo i i just i need to work and like i got nothing how important do you think that was for you to be able to be to be able to utilize different talents to bring in income like I feel like you know for some people it's like you know the starving artist type like okay I'm only doing this and I'm gonna just stick to this but like it's like how are you living yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah how important was that for you to be able to throw on different hats knowing what you wanted to do right but to be able to throw on different hats and be like well shit I need to bring in money right now yeah it was super important I mean I, I like I said I think the only reason why I survived was because I had three sources of income because I saw you know, like I wasn't the best dancer. Like I was good enough to like do jobs here and there, you know, yeah. and I saw people that were doper than me, but they only danced and like they'd go through periods where like they don't work for months. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I've been DJing the past two months. Like it's cool. You know what I mean? So I like I, I, I was thankful and I realized how fortunate I was to have these different sort of like assets and talents and revenue streams, you know, at that time, because it's tough to make it in L.A. You know, absolutely. So, what's interesting is like it's actually very entrepreneurial, too, because you could have come absolutely. in and just like started <laughs> That resume goes out and just got like a nine to five to pay your bills. How come you didn't go that route and you were kind of like, I'm just going to ju- do the juggle? Well, t- two reasons. One, one because I didn't want to. And two, because I legally couldn't. I legally oh. could not get a job. So you can't even get a job. Oh, God, oh, no. Not, wow. on a, not on a work visa. So check this out. So not my, even like if like you're sponsored fuck? or something like that? No, dude. Oh, wow. You can- no, I could not get a job. So, so I mean, I could that's, not get a job that's outside, outside of my determined industry that I got the visa for. You know what I mean? So like, I could work in the industries that I got the visa for, but I couldn't work outside of it. So, so basically, so my visa is this thing called an O-1, uh, and it's the official title is an alien with an extraordinary talent or ability (laughs) is the title, right? And so the idea, the idea, shout out to ET, shout out to all the the talented ETs out there. Phone home. um, So the, the premise is I'm so good at what I do. I have to be in the States to do it. And, and I'm so good at what I do that I'm not actually taking a job away from an American because I, I'm at the top level oh, of supremeness wow. that like they would want to hire me anyways, right? Which Shout is out like to the top level of supremeness. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, but, but like, you know, you know, it's kind of like bullshit. Absolutely. A bit, right? But like, 
but that's the premise. So like, wow. I can't get a job at Subway. I can't get a it's job. It's so at restrictive. That's yeah. a whole nother level of challenge. So now it's like, yeah, I can't support myself <laughs> by working at fucking California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah, I, or, I, or the grocery bag and groceries anywhere. Yeah. I can't do anything except wow. for fucking book jobs. As a except dancer for being and a fucking DJ. extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so like, that's it. another thing. Mm, I was like, supreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> pressure where it's like, I I can only get these jobs. I have to. I have to fucking make it. Wow. You know what I mean? That's that's a. That's a Di- that's a totally insane. different so like level. coming to la like first month you need to book a job you know or else you're, you're like you can't you're fucked right so like that's another reason why i was like i gotta save up as much money as i can i gotta like do everything i can because it was like my options are limited it takes you a year to like get your network going and like and meet act, people, yeah get some fucking work you know yeah. and so it's like you know i i it was it was tough but like you can do so basically what it really is is like you can do contract work so you can do like 1099 work where it doesn't say like what you're doing you know mm-hmm. but i mean i was just dancing djing and like editing shit you know what i mean so it was all sort of within the thing but again it was because i had those three different revenue streams that mm-hmm. like i made it work i think if i just had one i would have been fucked oh, fuck. you know because i couldn't supplement it with like other things i couldn't get a job you know what was the um what was the first little like ooh? That launch, ooh. That, that, where you went, ooh, I'm, I'm actually like not where I was a month ago. Oh, uh, uh, working with Miley Cyrus <laughs> was my really? first thing. Yeah, See, yeah, that's yeah. not a oh, that's a oh. Well, I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, that was a thing where I was like, oh, I'm doing you just something working with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> well, that I mean, it was like really early. It was pretty early in my career. You know, I moved in 2006, and I think we we did that in 2008. So like two years. I'm trying to think. I mean, I directed a music video before that where i was like we had a crew and i was like oh this is like a real thing kind of so that was like a little moment too but it was still it was like a dancer who was trying to sing and it was like everybody's friends like cole's doing cool stuff so let's all get together and do this you know um so that was a moment i was like oh i'm like on a real set kind of a thing but still like pretty small and like pared down but when we were doing the miley stuff it was just like oh this is like something that people are gonna pay attention to and then that was two years later yeah, two years later, yeah. Which is nuts because you're into like your final year that you got to make something for real happen. Yeah, I got to make something happen to like prove to the government that I can stay. Oh, and so like wow. major anxiety and like heart palpitations, and, like when my visa's up, thinking that they're going to send me home, you know? Absolutely. And by the way, two years is a very long time of doing the juggling act. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like a very day in and day out and day in and day out. Now you're in year three. And it's almost a very short time to like be able to validate that juggling act yeah to be super extraordinary yeah yeah right like my visa not, and, and not only like find your your passions and find but like also find your circle of people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because and i want to kind of delve into that in, in in these initial years of like not only being in a brand new country right it's not like you you move from a foreign land didn't speak the language and you're super yeah, acclimated yeah, yeah. but it's like finding your tribe if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also finding your way. What was that like for you? Was it easier that you were able to like dance and DJ and like, did you find building your crowd of like-minded people to be easy or was it one of those things where it was like a constant search? And I say this because so many people have like the LA caveat of like, oh, you're, you're going to LA. Like there's so many fake people in LA. And I'm like, bro, it's fucking, like you go to fucking Wyoming, there's fake Yo, people. Yo, I, I hate that shit. And I agree with you a hundred percent. Everybody's like, oh, there's so many fake people in LA. There's so much bullshit in LA. I'm like, there's bullshit everywhere. Yeah, bro, it's like who you associate with, who you talk to. There's bullshit in Missouri. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? Of the same kind. I almost feel like outside of LA, people are more Hollywood because they're trying so hard to be Hollywood. It's yeah. like people in Hollywood are like, 
are Hollywood because they really just that's just how they live. But like Absolutely. elsewhere, people are like trying to like portray that, and you just get you get bullshit everywhere. So I really like haven't I take issue with that statement because I For think sure. that it paints LA in a in a poor light. Absolutely. And I've met some of the most it's amazing people. Like, to be honest. Yeah. It's like I'm, met, I'm educated, if you will. Like yeah. I'm I mean, there's 10 million people here and a bunch of fucking idiots move here. Yes, For sure. absolutely. For right? sure. But it's like there's also amazing, great, like just talented, warm, kind people that live in LA. And it's like you gotta just find them out and associate with people. And when you meet one of those people, they know five more. Those people know five more. And you absolutely. get into that group of like really good hearted people. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier. Cause it's like, like I said before, it's like LA can be a cold place. But to answer your question, it was easy because of the girlfriend that I had, gotcha. you know, like that. I'm so fortunate that I met her group of friends and, and expanded from there and like met a really good crowd of really talented, kind, positive dancers that I'm still friends with. Like my closest friends are some of the people that I met when I awesome. first went to LA, mm-hmm. you know awesome. what I mean? And I still work with. It's, it's actually, really important though. Yeah. Like it gives you that kind of like foundational level where again, it's one of those belonging things right like you have your home you have your people that you're able because if you do this alone it's it's heartbreaking yeah yeah i'm saying it's like one of those things of like everybody needs their support system and i love that like you were in a relationship in which like it gave you that kind of like foundation yeah um and also allowed you to build upon what you were already building as opposed to like figuring it out and like going through the throes and yeah. seeing who's who's telling the truth and not sure. like yeah you, yeah yeah cuz like we deal with that you yeah, know what of i mean course. but like being able to have that semblance of home um i feel is very important especially when you're on the journey mm-hmm. through uncertainty mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like as, as certain as it can be like it's always uncertain until it is. Yeah. yeah you know what I yeah, mean? Like, absolutely. We know in the back of our heads, but it's kind of like we need something to show us that like yeah. it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what did that, did, did that job kind of do anything for you in terms of like just, I guess, I want to say confidence or just like knowing that it was going to be okay or was that just kind of oh, like. Oh, the Miley thing? The Miley thing. The Miley thing actually, in, in, as far as confidence go, really, really helped because mm. at that point, so like what it was, it was like this like online dance battle in between like Miley Cyrus and her dancers and then the cast of Step Up 2. Gotcha. And so we did this like oh, YouTube, shit, like, you. this, so this is the first time there's like a celebrities on YouTube, really, you know Got what it. I mean? So like we had a huge presence and it's like they made a video and we made a video and it was like this online dance battle. So it was like a, a, a really big presence at the time, you know what I mean? And so at that time, like... You know, even, you know, I was like, I had a hard time being like, oh, I'm a director because I didn't want to sound like a dipshit really until I really done something. Right. Mm. But at that point, like it it sort of like had news and and that was at Miley's peak. Miley was Mm. like, had the best of both worlds tour. Her TV show was a hit. And like she was the fucking superstar of like 2007. You know what I mean? So, so for me after that, I, I, it gave me confidence in the sense where I, I could be like, oh yeah, I did this. Mm. You know what I mean? And like it just sort of like helped me sort of find my own, I mean, confidence, but my own way a little bit and like be like, okay, like I'm, I'm doing something. I There's a notch on the belt. Thing. Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? And um, it just helped because I, you know, I, like growing up, not that I wasn't confident, but like you just don't know, you know what I mean? Like you don't know where you stand. And so having something substantial, even it, it just like changed something in my brain a little bit where I was just kind of like, okay, like, 
I, I did something here. You know what I mean? Like I feel good about it. And like, and I can tell someone and they could be like, Oh cool. Like I know what you're talking about or I have an idea of what this might be. Right. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> like instantly just legitimizes you. Yeah. In that, yeah, yeah, in that yeah, yeah. one moment, you just have something to hang your hat on. Yeah. It's like, you can talk about the two years you've been like filming this and doing that, but this is just the one staple that you need to just like ground you. Yeah. I mean, people know who the fuck Miley Cyrus yeah, is. So like, oh, I did a video for Miley Cyrus. Like, oh, oh. yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. For sure. And so, cause it's like the other stuff I'd done, I was like cool and like happy and like proud of, but I'd be like, oh, I did a video for like this guy. They'd be like, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? So it just like, the idea that I could, and you know, understanding that like a lot of social interactions in LA is very much based upon that. Like, oh, like, what have you done? What, and yeah. like, it's bullshitty kind of, but like, it's kind of how people talk. And so for me, like being able to walk into a room and feel like I can like hold my own with anybody who wanted to ask that question and like sort of be like, oh yeah, well, what are you done? You know, why yeah. did this? Like, oh, okay. You know, I just like, but it, I never came to the point where I like needed to flex that. Yeah. But just in my own brain, like Absolutely. walking into a room, I felt good about it. Yeah. I was like, if someone like wants to know or like ask me or whatever, I'm like, I got a good answer. Yeah. You know? It actually puts you like almost in a different league too. It does. But like it was just the league that it put me in was my own yeah. perception of it. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, no, it was no sure. tangible thing. It was just me no. feeling about how I am. You know what I mean? Which yeah. Is, but that made all the difference. You yeah. Know? No, it's like, you know, when you, when you land a, a big opportunity after, regardless of like your talent or, or the capabilities you have or all the shit that you've done up to this point until you get kind of like that one for some reason. I mean, it just turns that switch on to like, yeah, I did some professional shit. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, you, you just walk in like for some reason you're just looked at a little differently. Like you're looked at like, Oh, this guy can do it's like a gold shit. stamp. Almost. It's like, yeah, it's just, a, yeah. A, a, but I, I exactly. think that it's, it's, it's noticeable before you even tell anybody you did it. Which is kind of silly and kind of, you know what I mean? Like, cause I How feel so? like, cause when you walk in the room, you Got just you. like, yeah. you, you're confident yeah. and you walk in a room different. I respect that. Right. You know what I mean? You're damn right. And so you're like, you like, you hold yourself up and you're like, look people in the eye and you're like, cause if they come at you and be like, oh, like, what have you done? You're like, I gotta, I can like answer you and like, we can, we can be on the same level. Cause I don't mm. know, like, even if you've done some crazy shit, you like know who the fuck Miley is, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so having that confidence walking in the room, I think was just really beneficial, but it's, it's so, it's, it's just how I view myself, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And it's like, I'm not saying that you can, you should go fake it, but it was just like this, this tangible moment where For I, sure. like, I noticed switch. the difference. Yeah. You know, did that actually change, um, your career or was it just a moment? Mm. Well, I think that it, it led to some other things, but it didn't change my career in the way I probably would have hoped. I'm like, oh, I've done some cool shit now. Like other jobs are like, nah, like nothing, no. you know, but, but I mean, like the people that I worked with, I ended up working with on other cool shit. Like basically, you know, the choreographers for Miley uh, went on to choreograph for Pink. And so when they were choreographing for Pink, it was like a really big job for them. And they asked me to come film some behind the scenes for free. You know, they're like, this is a big job for me. I just want to get some footage. And like, do you want to come film? I'm like, great. So I came and I filmed and I met her and I met the tour manager. And then they hired me on for like five days to film some BTS. Awesome. And I ended up working with Pink for eight years. Wow. For years. And like directed the opening video for so her tour. So doing free gig with the dancers. Yeah. yeah. Led to that. Yeah. Led to eight years of work and like directing the opening videos for both of her world tours, closing videos for tours, two documentaries of life on the road with her to like specials on epics like a ton of shit because i was like oh yeah i'm down to film for you for free let's step back <laughs> take it to, hold on step step yeah. back. 
All the way back. Like, yeah. I, I, I let in with that question um, just to shine just a, a light on that, like that mama we made it moment or that we made it moment. Like, mm-hmm. does that really exist, right? Is that, you know, often it's, we've experienced it's just more of a facade. Like you get that one achievement or that one quote unquote big thing. And when you move to LA or pursue whatever you want to do, I'm going to do this. And then when I land that thing, I'm off. Like I made it. We're good. And that's just not the case. It's like, it's a good spike for that one moment. But then, you know, how do you maintain it? Um, How do you keep it rising? Uh, How do you survive the dip? Mm -hmm. Um, all those things because that's just more the reality of it yeah Um, nothing actually really makes you you're never really like boom okay and I'm set I just don't feel like that exists so from the Miley thing I'm more curious about and when I hear you did this thing with Pink for free it's like how you could have said like, no, I just did yeah. this fucking thing. Like, I'm not doing shit for free. I'm over that. I've been here two years. What? Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. a professional. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Like that could have easily been your oh, approach and, and actually warranted. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Um, what was your just kind of state of mind? You know, do, was there a humbleness or was there more of like, I got to keep this going? Was there a desperateness? Was there like, how did you, I guess, leverage that opportunity to, to the next thing? I mean, I mean, I think I I don't I don't necessarily think the Maui thing like I leveraged it in any way other than in like the confidence that it gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I think I probably tried to leverage it and it was just people were just like, yeah, it's like, we don't care. You know, yeah, because that shit happens. You know, you're like, oh, I did this. It's more like cool. And then, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like whatever. Like, let me know when you do a movie, you know, (laughs) fuck, man. Like, you know, so (laughs) so I, I, I don't think I actually like. T- tangibly le- the biggest thing I got out of that was the confidence thing which we talked about right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know with the pink thing it was I did it because they were my friends really you know yeah. what I mean? like so my friends are choreographing it's a big job for them I'm like yeah I'll help you out of course it wasn't right? even based on the accomplishment of the Miley not at all uh, it was just based on the relationship yeah absolutely absolutely which which I, I you know I come to learn that like the you know 95% of my jobs are based off relationships, either repeat people like coming back or like referrals. You know what I mean? So it's like that, that quickly became apparent that that's where the value is in LA. It's like those relationships for sure. Interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, you quickly think the value would be in your mildly accomplishment, right? Like that's where all the weight is. That's yeah. where all the credibility is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, it just doesn't really pan out that way. Oh, totally. You know? So, you know, and, and so talk about relationships. The tour director for Pink is this guy, Baz Halpin, who went on to have a massive career and brought me along a lot of the way. So mm. I did Katy Perry because of Baz. I did Cher because of Baz. I did Britney Spears because of Baz. So it's like, I owe a lot to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's that relationship of like, we work well together. It's like, I understand the live touring sphere and like the content in that world and like we just kept working together you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's like that that's why my advice for people is like always be like be nice and be good to work with you mm-hmm. know what i mean because if i'm a dick and like working it's like you're not gonna work and work with me again you know and for like sure. I, my whole career is built off like establishing these long-term relationships you know and so that has really been been what has i, I think a large part of my success mm-hmm. you know 
because I, I, I try to not be a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I'm like actively like fighting against that that kind of thought because it's like it's really easy to like you know do a cool job like do this Maui thing and get a big head about it. You know, right. and I'm just like it happens all the time, and I'm just like. I, I, I realized quickly, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Cause I saw people who did that and sort of like, you know, like would, would fizzle out cause they copped an attitude, you know? No, absolutely. And, um, it's interesting to think of like what even, you know, what does it mean? You know, how do you define that relationship, especially in the professional world is, you know, you can be cool and great to hang out with and the nicest guy, but if you don't like also perform, um, at that level, which is, I mean, when you're when you're talking about Pink, when you're talking about Katy Perry and and these superstars, you have to rise for real to the occasion. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I get it. Like it, it's it, it's super important to be amazing to work with and to have those those very true good person relationships and that human interaction and um and that trust. You know, you need that, but you also need to perform. Well, I think <clears throat> so. So I think that like talent is like the baseline. Everybody in fucking LA is talented. For sure. You don't come here and like, if you come here and you don't have any talent, then like you should just go home, right? <laughs> For sure. But like, but that's the baseline because everybody is fucking dope at shit. And you everyone know? works Absolutely. like the best director, the best music producer, the best guitarist in every town in America moves here. And everybody's fucking good. And they and all work hard as fuck. Works hard. Everybody's good looking. It's just like, you're like, fuck. Like, everyone. Exactly. You're like, this, this is like a very, this competition is very stiff. You know what I mean? So I think that like, talent is the baseline. You have to perform, like you said, right? But like, but because it's a baseline, it's like, what else are you offering? Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's where you can really start to assert value. You know what I mean? So like, being a good person to work with, being like collaborative, being sort of like a pleasure, like literally a pleasure to work with. Like mm. people enjoy working with you. Mm. That is, is, a, is an asset because, because everybody's talented. So it, it, at your, at your hometown, like you're dope, you get jobs cause you're dope. You know what I mean? Like, cause you're the only person in that fucking town that's dope. Mm-hmm. You come to LA, everybody's dope. Everybody's so like, dope. what are you doing? That's like going to make you stand out. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's another thing where I'm like, oh, I need to be doing fucking everything. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be nice. What's so going to get me jobs? I like being nice because I like it when other people are nice to me. It's and I'm ethos. like, I want to do that. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. But I, but I do feel like that was an integral part of my career and my success for sure. Yeah. No, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you could come out and, it, you know, you can be led by, it's about just who you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, that networking, yo, let's build, let's network, let's do this. But then, um, you lack the actual ability. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah like yeah. she says, like the actual function of it, like, what do you really bring into the table? Yeah, because yeah. you have to, you have to have some sort of value. Yeah. Networking for, sure. for bullshit is bullshit. You know, for yeah. sure. and, and especially when you're working at a high level, yeah. like there's an, there is an element um, of professionalism that you have to perform at. Yeah. Like you have to push your own standards and push your own envelope to play at a level. If you really want to get there, like, of course. And, and that's, that's like the, the beautiful balance of this mm-hmm. is you, you have to play really hard at both yeah yeah, build those real genuine relationships and be awesome to work with and also build your skill set badass at what you do yeah i mean i think i mean this sounds sort of like this could sound discouraging but like the idea that like like being the best is like is not enough you know what i mean sure and so it's like you need to be the best and other shit Mm. because like if you're the best and you're a dick 
you might get a couple jobs, but you're not going to work forever. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're a, the best and like are late for shit, like, meh, so at some point, people are going to stop calling you because you're not reliable. You know Absolutely. What I mean? So it's like you need to be the best. I mean, not like the, the best, but you need to be like operating at a high level. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you On need all to- cylinders, though. Not yeah. just your craft. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it's, it, 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 that's such a, like, that point rings so true because, like, there's so many people that are at such a high level that, like, are so good at what they do that people have to adjust to their quirks. Sure. But you're not <laughs> that gonna, happens, yeah. but but that's few and far between. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And especially in the fucking climate that we're in yeah, right now. Yeah, especially now, now like, with everybody like, coming like, through. Oh, these guys do this shit? Like, yeah. what yeah. the fuck is going on? But the ability to not only... And did, did you ever feel like there was a time where you were losing yourself in the process? Or was it always one of those things of, for you, maybe in particular, you were growing, but like people around you saw what, I guess, the ascent does to a degree? Do you get what I'm saying? I, 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 I do, and I think, <clears throat> I mean, of course, I think that I'm always on a path to like discover myself and understand myself and my place in like this world and like this industry and like with the relationships I have, you know what I mean? But I, I, I would look at people that sort of like had more success than, than I and like that I really respected and like, and like w- admired and wanted to be like and, and I would model my behavior after them. Got so you. like one example is, so is Channing Tatum. So I met him in 2008. He was in the Miley video, like just Wild. starting to get famous. You know what I mean? He was like in G.I. Joe, right? And so, you know, we, we met back then and like sort of became friends and would hang out or whatever. And I, I, and I saw him ascend to like superstardom and like he did not change at all. And like a lot of his career is like based on the idea that he's a good guy, which is true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I saw like some other dancers who like book some lead role in some movie, get a big ass head and start being dicks to people, you know? And you're just like, okay, like where do I, who do I want to be? You mean like Chan is the guy that like, you know, he, he's holding doors open for extras on set. You know what I mean? He's like talking to people. He's not bigger than anybody. No, you know what I mean? And I was like, I really respect that and admire that. And so I, the thing that I realized was like, that takes effort. If you don't try to like remain like humble and like grounded, your head's going to get skyrocketed because it's like in that, his world, it's like, and in other possible, you know, I've working with like Britney Spears. It's like her life is fucking insane. Yeah. And like you quickly can just get overcome because your reality is literally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are around you treating you in such a different, unique way. It's hard to not change. So you need to actively put effort forth to like remain grounded. Mm. And so I saw that early and I was like, okay, that's the thing I need to like try to do. So I'm like, I put effort forth. I'm like, I don't want to fucking, I, I, I want to model myself after Chan because he's like a good guy and remains a good guy. And he puts effort forth mm. to like stay that way. And I respect that and I admire that. So it's like, that's the thing I try to implement in my life. So to answer your question, like, I, I mean, I hope not that people saw me like, Getting, I'm sure I've had my fucking moments where I think I'm the shit. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? We all do. And it comes off We're wrong. Human. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But like, it's a thing that I try to put effort in, like maintaining that groundedness and sort of like not a big head and like because it doesn't fucking serve you. It doesn't at all. At you all. Know? Were there dark times on the road? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 
like I, I like to try to think of myself as generally a pretty positive guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that like I don't I don't have those moments, you know? And I think that for me I mean the other thing too, that's like because of what I went through in high school, like we talked about, yeah. and like losing my friend. Yeah. Nothing was darker than that. Right. So like fuck it. And it's like I'm sure I feel shitty, but like not that bad. <laughs> you Absolutely. know what I mean? So I had that as like a baseline early in my life to yeah. be like, ah, it's not that bad. For you know sure. what I mean? So I think that helped gauge because I've had this a definitely range a paradigm of shift early. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I know what fucking the worst is. So like whatever's going on, it ain't that bad. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's been a valuable thing too. One thing I, I kind of just was like thinking about is that did you set out to be a filmmaker? At, at what point? Like in your just in your mind, like coming from Vancouver, like your, that that dream when you kind of paint the picture of like what you want to do. Are you like thinking I'm you know the Tarantino? I'm I'm this amazing filmmaker. Well, I didn't think I was amazing, but I think that like you know, like like who who you wanted to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I was right. like, I'm going to L.A. to direct. I'm going to L.A. to be a filmmaker. That's the goal. So with so with that, you're you know. You're going into, you're getting these other opportunities that aren't necessarily in that lane. They're, you're still, you know, uh, working with film and and, and um, shooting and, and directing and doing these things, but you're not in the lane of like creating your own feature film. Um, so there's an element of like going kind of where the water flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and, how valuable is that? Because you could have also said, like, man, I'm not trying to do this shit. Like, I'm not trying to fucking. I mean, look, I've had moments film, like that. I've had moments like that. Shit, I'm trying to make the next, like. Yeah, I'm trying to make know. a feature film here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I've had moments like that for sure. And there's moments where I need to put myself in check. You know what I mean? I remember being at, like, because I, like, would film events and shit, like, coming up. And, like, after I directed shit for, like, Katy Perry, I'm like on some red carpet holding a fucking camera. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. Like, this is like, I'm better than that. You know what I mean? Like, Oof. and I was like, wait a Oof. second. Yeah, you know, but like, you, yeah. I, I felt yeah, it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. being real, I was like, I had an attitude about it. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, like, hold on. Like, just <laughs> hold the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wait a second. Just hold okay. on. And so, you know, it just took a second to like put that in check, but it's like your mind will go there. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it, while it is like a fallacy to think you're the shit, it is also human to think you're the shit. Absolutely. <laughs> you know and you kind of I mean? need that. Yeah. To yeah. push you forward. Like, yeah. because we all have wants, sure. right? Like, and, and, and it just goes to show like making it is, is a fallacy. To yeah, be honest, yeah. 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 Right. Like, because every goal. Well, yes or, and no. Yes and no. So I'll, I'll elaborate on that, but, but please, but go on. And, and the way that I'm saying it is that like, we all have aspirations, and for those of us that are fortunate to reach them, there's always something more, mm-hmm. right? So making it, in that sense, is not a destination. Absolutely. Making it is more of like a fluid path on creating your being, if yeah. you will, or, yeah. or the path towards becoming, and we're perpetually becoming. Like we're consistently and constantly making it, yeah. as opposed to like, okay... You know, it, it, it's like, you know, a collegiate athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like high school, you're a star. College, you're a star. You're in the league now. Whatever it is, NBA, NFL. You got there. But then you get there and you want more. Yeah. You get there, you want to be one of the top 5% of the players yeah. getting paid. So, like, everybody has this, like, hump afterwards. 
And I feel like it's one of those things where you just have to constantly be in the pursuit of your own personal greatness. And whatever that destination is, it's truly in our own power mm-hmm. of how far we go. Yeah. As opposed to our own perception of where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear your take on no. So, so, so basically I, I look at it from two, two sides. I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no destination and it's like, we're always striving for the next thing. I I've recently found comfort in this idea of thinking about like the, for the epitome of a director, like Steven Spielberg is like the f- fucking man. You yeah. can't get higher than him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just started thinking about whatever he's thinking about. Right. And I'm like, he's still trying to decide what his next movie is. He's mm. still trying to figure out, is like, is this going to be a hit? Is this not going to mm-hmm. be, is this going to be good for my fans? Is this going to be good for my career? Like you think that he's in a place that he can't do no wrong, but mm-hmm. he's like probably thinking about his next step. Yeah. And you're like, you're the kingpin, like you're the best. So like the idea that he might be struggling, thinking about what his next move is, is comforting for me as I figure out my next move. And it's like, we're all along the same axis. You know what I mean? It's like, for someone who's like, just about to pick up a camera and be like, I don't know what I'm going to make. I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to make next. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to make next. That's really comforting to me. Absolutely. So I think It's a level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So I think that the idea that like, you know, it's it's the the moment we made it is like it's not a destination. It's like this drive on this path. It's that axis that everybody is a part of. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I believe that wholeheartedly. On the other side of things, I have these moments where I'm like, yo, I live in LA, and like I make a living off making videos. I fucking made it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I'm living. I I stayed up. I'd stay in on weekends and like learn how to edit in Vancouver, dreaming about the idea of living in LA. Cause at that moment with no lawyer and no visa, that shit was impossible. Yeah. I was stuck in Vancouver. I'm like, at that moment I was like, I'm not going to LA cause I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I moved to LA. I worked my ass off and I bought a fucking house of making videos. Yeah. I'm like, I fucking did it. Absolutely. You know what you I did. mean? And so there's an aspect of it where I'm like, I'm already living my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm living the life I dreamed of in Vancouver. I have goals and aspirations and things I want to do and things I'm going to bust my ass towards. But there's a part of me where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the dream I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like to be able to take moments to appreciate that. Absolutely. But, but without getting complacent and being like, no, nah, I'm good. For like, sure. never, no, nah, I'm good. Right, but for like, sure. I've, I'm, but look I'm how far we've come. Exactly. Yeah. And then that, that's exactly it. Like, um, it's more of an appreciation yeah. Yeah, versus, versus like an end point. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, or even like, cause the goal that you set out for that first moment you cross the border and are driving down is, you know, it's taken on a whole different animal. Like you couldn't at that moment think like, okay, in three years I'm going to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just, you couldn't th- see th- that three, yeah. th- three tow trucks later. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but looking at the bigger picture and, um, having an appreciation for what you've done and, and the fact that like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I just bought a house. Like I did it. Like I didn't go back after three years. Yeah. yeah. Like even that, yeah. Yeah. Like, even if I'm nothing sure. happened, but for you just sure. got that little like thing that pushed you over. Yep. Yeah. You're like, bam, I, I did it. So it's, it's that, that goal is, um, it, it has different, um, it, it looks differently than what you, you may think. And mm-hmm. that's the, the whole part of this is that sometimes we think about what we want to do or who we want to be. Mm-hmm. And if you're so tied to that 
fucking vision, you can lose out so much on other things that 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 can help shape that. Absolutely. Like, and and even bring out things that you may never dream of. Yeah. You know, because you could have just been like, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. And maybe that would have like sent your ass back to Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it's like you have to have that that openness mm-hmm. to to you know make it any way any means possible doing yeah. what the fuck you're trying to do yeah. even if it looks differently than what you thought it might look yeah yeah absolutely i i, I mean i just agree wholeheartedly for yeah sure. yeah and it's, that's what it sounds like you know in terms of um kind of where you've, you what you've done in la mm-hmm. um and who you've become mm-hmm. and how do you feel about like that and, and who you've become aside from like being appreciating that like in terms of the the like have you you feel you've transformed at all or taken on like a different shape or have evolved in some way yeah absolutely it's been a huge evolution i mean i think that for me i i try to always evolve i i i spend time like i always said it's like with the idea of like modeling my behavior after chan a little bit and like his perspective and take on like finding success I, I I put effort forth into like trying to become a better person. You know what I mean? Like not just better in my career, but like yeah. as an individual. You know yeah. what I mean? And so for me, I'm like happy and proud of the person that I've become because I know I put effort Absolutely. into trying to become the kind of person that I like and enjoy and appreciate in others. Like when I see someone and I'm like, they interact with me in a certain way and I'm like, I feel good because that person's dope. I like that. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm always trying to like, figure out like how I can better myself. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, we all got work to do, right? But it's yeah. just like, I, I'm, I'm proud of my evolution so mm. far, for sure. Did you have mentors that kind of actively allowed you to grow within that? Or was it more of like the models that you look to, to shape yourself after? It was more the latter. I have never really had a mentor and sort of like wish I did, you know, uh-huh. but like I just, nobody ever sort of materialized. I kind of like chased some things down, but like from the get, I was always like, I'm gonna buy a camera. I'm gonna do my shit, my shit myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. So, so I've just always taken and like to a fault a little bit of like taking like I'm just gonna do that it myself. Approach. You know what I mean? It's like it's tricky sometimes to like ask for help or like get other people like rely on other people because I'm so like I, if I fail it's only gonna be for me because of my own fault. You know what I mean? Mm. So I mean there's pros and cons to that, but you know I, I I haven't really found a mentor. I think it would be cool, but I just haven't really found one. So it's like it's more like modeling after people that I admire and, and look up to and being like, oh, I'm going to integrate that in my life. That's cool what they're doing. I really love that facet of that person. Like, I want to I want to do that. And I think the idea that like you are a certain way and like that's the way you is that's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. like that's only fucking you. Absolutely. You know, so it's mm. like if it's you, also one sided to look yeah, at it that way. You know what I mean? It's like there's like the idea that you can like better yourself, I think, is an important idea that that you should pursue and it's never too late no never too late you know what i mean absolutely along this path we we go through like i feel like we go through certain moments of just like pivotal moments Mm -hmm. along the way um what were some of the defining moments like naturally we're always evolving right like you've you've done so many things along this journey and you still have so many things that i'm sure you want to do mm-hmm. bigger better yeah, like just yeah. utilizing everything along this way that you can add so much more value uh not only to just like whoever you're doing it with or for or you know in conjunction with but also 
your talents elevating on a on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. What were some of the defining moments for you um, along the path when you really started like getting your chops and just like up until now? Like, were there certain moments that were just like, whoa, okay, this was extremely pivotal at this kind of time? Yeah, I mean, like definitely for me when I when I had the opportunity to direct the opening video for Pink's Funhouse tour, mm. that was like a huge moment. And then seeing that shit on stage with fifteen thousand people, like just because it's like they're so amped to see her, <laughs> even though like I'm like I'm gonna steal the credit. Like when my video plays, <laughs> yeah. people go fucking mental. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's for me. You know what I mean? Like they're cheering for her, but still like that moment of like. Yo, this is fucking crazy. Like yeah. to feel and, and that's what we were talking about earlier. It's like that idea of like that feeling that you feel the reaction for like the shit that you're making is just like that was a moment that just stands out like, yo, like this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like that must be surreal. Yeah. I mean like and, and plus I'm in France for the first fucking time. We're in pre production rehearsals in Nice, there for three weeks. You know, we open in Nice and then we go to Belgium and go to Amsterdam and I'm like the on the first couple dates for the tour. Like watching the audiences come in and like knowing that like the first and last thing that they see is like shit that I made and shot. I'm like, yo, this is fucking crazy, you That's know? Fucking. And so incredible. that was a very pivotal moment for me. I was like, wow, like I this is it's just it's just like the the dream the mama we made it the dream come true moment. Yeah. Like I've fucking done some cool shit. And like leaving that tour, I'm like, this shit is going on a European leg, an Australian leg, a U.S. leg back to Europe. It's like. That show, that show was the, or maybe it was the next show, but like record-breaking show in Australia, 18 shows in one arena. <laughs> it's like the record, you know, it's like the people, and that shit was sold out every time. Like, <sighs> just, just, she's a great. superstar in oh, Australia. In Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's dude. the number one touring artist in Australia. Yeah. She just goes like back to the five, like back and forth <laughs> yeah. to the five cities nonstop. <laughs> yeah, just great. the same show over and over. People fucking love it. It's amazing, right? So that was definitely like a pivotal moment. And then... I don't know. I think that, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a standout. Like, there was other stuff, you know, but, like, I mean, just because with my art form, I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm not exposed to the reaction. I see comments on YouTube, but, yeah. like, you know, what the, what the fuck that means, right? Absolutely. But, like, to be in the arena when the shit plays is such a unique thing. Because even mm. as a film, it's, like, 300 people watching your yeah. shit, but... You know, when we did this, uh, the carnival, so later we did this thing called the Summer Carnival Tour. She's doing stadiums, in, like soccer stadiums in Europe. I'm talking 50,000 people. And on that one, it was just one screen that was 80 feet across. <laughs> and my shit's playing in the background. Were you people looking going at fucking nuts. Like- I was just like, yo, this is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Wow. But like, there was, a, there was a drawback to that a little bit. How so? I had to like, I had to like shut it down a little bit. Because, like, it was, like, overwhelming. You know what I mean? And, like, I can't... I was, like, they're working. And I was, like, I can't get caught up in how cool and crazy this is because I got a job to do. Mm. So, which which ended up being a bit, I, I think, subtly detrimental. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, you you compartmentalize your emotions about what you're doing, you know? Mm. And you shut it down because you're, like, I'm amped. But, like, I can't get amped. I can't get excited mm. because I got a fucking job to do. You know what I mean? So, so I mean... That's sort of like a little first world problems because it was fucking amazing. You know what I mean? For sure. But like, it's not just like all super great. It's like there's 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 complexities that you're sort of like navigating. Yeah. You're there to do a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking dope. But like, you got to focus and you got to fucking pull through, right? So it's like you got to do whatever it takes to like make sure that job gets done. 
Mm. That's interesting. No, and that that's very real. I think Absolutely, um, it's hard to compartmentalize that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually easier just thinking that it's just a job. It, it is a you little know? bit because as soon as you get amped about it, you just get in your head and like the pressure comes on. And if you're just kind of like, oh, I'm just making a fucking video. I'm here to do a job. Like it robs you of that satisfaction a little yeah. bit, but it helps you get that job done a little it, easier. It becomes digestible. Yeah, totally. You're like, I can do this. I can make a three minute video that's going to play on this screen. That's fine. Right. But when you start thinking of like, oh, 80,000 people are going to be yeah. here tomorrow. And like, <laughs> Real. You know, my shit's what not all good. Think? Yeah. What are they going to think? Or like, what well, this shit's fucked up? Or like, what if it's cropped wrong? Like all that shit. You're like, Cole oh God. Sucks. Totally. Yeah. 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 80, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. The pressure, you know what I mean? So, but you know, so, so you, you know, you find these ways to work it out. And I think that that, that is a sort of coping method that I think is both helpful, but yet can be detrimental because it doesn't let you fully experience what you're doing. Absolutely. With all of these experiences, did you ever feel like you were starting to be boxed in or you wanted to just like let a creative aspect of you out? But like, no, cause I, I think that does happen, but I also think that it's bullshit. You know what gotcha. I mean? Like, I just think that it's bullshit because I just don't want to believe it. Got it. And, like, I always think that I can, like, break it down and do something different. So, like, you know, after, you know, I'd been doing Pink for years, and then I did Katy Perry, and I started doing CoverGirl. I was doing all this beauty shit. You know what I mean? And so, and I was like, this is cool. I love working. This is awesome. Doing some great jobs. But I'd done so much stuff in, like, that that bubblegum popcorn yeah. pop world, I was like, I got to do something different. Cause I didn't want, I didn't want to be boxed in. Got it. So like after Katie, you know, I made a bit of money doing fucking shit for her. So I was like, I want to do my own thing. And like, that was a time when the weekend was coming out. And so the weekend dropped the first out, al- his first album, you know, house of balloons. And like, oh, I loved wow. it. You know what I mean? And like, there was so much mystery around whatever he was uh-huh. doing. I was like, uh-huh. yo, I'm gonna make a video. And like a, dirty grimy sexy music video and just put it out there and like not say anything not fucking let anybody know who the fuck made it or what it fucking was and the shit was on the cover of complex fader fucking wow that went was your every- video yeah the what you need video i made that shit wow yeah because i was like yo i'm gonna do something fucking That's grimy and fucking sexy insane. and that shit just went fucking super viral and i was like i'm just gonna break out of whatever this beauty shit is and do something different that's on un- what what came from that uh, a lot of fucking tweets back in the day, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, uh, uh, it was, it, you know, it was cool because, <laughs> yeah, it was cool because it was like with, with the demographic that I'm involved in, yeah. it was like, it was, people knew about it. It was really a 180. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that like, I mean, I, I don't know if anything like really tangible came yeah. from it, but like. I mean, I actually, I mean, there was a couple articles in Canadian newspapers about the video and about me as a director. So that was cool. And and it was on my reel for a while. So like, I think that it tangibly sort of, or intangibly kind of helped. Yeah. I mean, but it wasn't like, oh, I saw you do that. So I want you to do this. Mm. But who knows? I mean, people could have like hired me for shit and like not said it was because that video, but it opened some doors because people knew what the fuck it was. Absolutely. Along that way, when you're kind of finding your own, you know, creative, I guess what you attach to more did there did there come a time where you were just far more I guess in control of what you chose to work on and like when did that come for you if it did like cuz naturally like you get jobs you're working you find different gigs that become like incredible for your career if you will you know you kind of like 
have this moment of bubblegum in that world. It's bubblegum just like per se. It's great gigs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but yeah. then you, you start to really like want to have your own expression and want to stand for something, I guess. Did that moment, like, did you have that moment along the way and just start really like kind of being far more particular as to what you attach yourself to? Uh, yeah, so there's like two answers to what you're asking. So, you know, uh, for wanting to do something that was more my own that was the weekend video you know what i mean that was like i'm gonna do this different thing that's like completely opposite to what's on my reel to like give it a different vibe or like just try something dirty and grimy and sexy right and then the idea of being more picky with my work that just came as i became busier you know what i mean which 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 was a twofold benefit where i could then start choosing more jobs that i wanted to do that i felt were more beneficial for my career but also could pay more money because I was like doing jobs and my rates were my rates. And then, you know, someone's like, Hey, I want you to do this job. And I was like, fuck, I don't have time, but if you pay me this much, you know, like I'll make else we'll make time for yeah, you. I'll make time. Right. So then I, you know, I found that like, Oh, people like I would like literally like double my rate. Cause I was like, I'm stressed out already. So it's like, I don't want to do this, but like pay me double. And a lot of times people were like, okay. And they're just like, we're cool with it. And I was like, yo, shit, I could be charging this much the whole time. Wow. And then as soon as I doubled it, that's my baseline. Everybody's getting that quote now. You know what I mean? Wow. So I was like, okay, so now that's my base. And so I get, you know, and then some people fall off because they don't want to pay it. But like, fine. Like, I was sort of busy doing Was that like shit. a know your worth moment? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know what I so mean? Crazy. But it's like a discover your worth yeah, moment. Because yeah. I didn't know what <laughs> yeah. I could charge. I'm find like, your, find yeah, out find your worth moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, because I'm like charging what I think is appropriate and charging what I think people would pay. You know, like I don't know what their budgets are. And I'm like, at that level of my career, I'm like not that great at negotiating. I'm still learning like how yeah. to do it, you know? And so I just start like throwing these quotes out there because I'm like, I don't want to do the jobs, right? Because my plate's full. And then people are saying yes. And I'm just like, okay, well, fuck it. These are the rates. That's you funny know? how we like initially just undervalue what we do immediately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like immediately, like by far. And but then, also it's like I wasn't that good back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, but, but even for not that good, you still probably could have like bumped it up. A, sure. A good of amount. course. I probably could have been charging more, right? Because yeah. when you actually do double it and that moment comes and you're like, what the fuck? I wait, wait. What? Yeah. Like, like they're just like cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, yo, like, I, I really need to go like the last. You're like, wait, six no, no follow up, no like rebuttal, <laughs> yeah. real quick. No, totally. Not like maybe they're just like, okay. I was like, yo, that was fucking easy. Like, I'm gonna go high. They're gonna meet me in the middle, and then yeah. we never went back to the middle. They just stayed. High. Yeah, they just stayed high, right? So it was really that was like not only eye opening for like the idea of like what you could charge, but just like. It's like, oh, like now I can do like cool jobs and get paid well. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, I was definitely undercharging myself, sure. you know, at the time, right? So it sort of like brought it to par. Like foot in the door mentality, and also yeah. like just like perusing around the crib. But you got to be in a position to be like busy enough, yeah. to to want to say no. It was to a time job. for you. Yeah, you were like I don't have time for this. Yeah, but if y'all want to throw me double, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Yeah, and you got more. Yes is a no's. Absolutely. Yeah, I got we, some no's, but then I was just like, I don't want to do those jobs anyways, right? So it's fine. <laughs> and that, that's a cool place for it to come from too. Like yeah. it's, it's not coming from like, all right, let me see how I can make more money. I'm sure like no. obviously you wanted to make more money, but it came from like, fuck, I can't, I just, if I can't do this, but yeah, exactly. I will definitely do this if I could get this much because exactly. I supplement the rest. It would be worth not sleeping if you paid me double. So fuck it. I'm going to not sleep. Yeah, it, I feel it, that. It and I got very real. little resistance. And I was like, wait a second. Hey, I think we're on to something. <laughs> yeah, here. this might work out. You, your craft is a very immersive one as seen by like, you know, dedicating countless hours to filming, editing, all this. And then also 
traveling and touring and all that. Was it hard to find a balance, like a work-life balance? Or did it become, or was it one of those things where it's just like work and life were so intertwined that that in and of itself was a balance? Yo, that's been like my number one lesson of the past Mm. six or seven years, finding that balance. You know what I mean? Taking time to like do your own thing, like live life. Because, you know, like when I first moved out here, like first five years, it's so career. Yeah. Like nothing else fucking matters. Like I won't sleep. I'm going to do whatever it takes. My happiness is contingent solely upon this. Yeah. 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 And just like, just like that was the goal. You know what I mean? And then at some point, you know, like after like making more money, cause I'm charging more, doing better jobs or whatever. And like busting my ass all the time. I'm like, what am I doing this for? Like, I love it. But like, Mm. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm five years older and like where, yes, I've had cool experiences and like, yes, all yeah. these great things. But like, I, I realized that that wasn't sustainable. I was like, I don't think I can do this forever. I need to find a balance because like when you're freelance Saturday night, 10 PM, you could be doing some work. I could be editing something. I could be writing something. I could be like cutting a new reel, making a new fucking website, like doing all these things Saturday night, 10 PM. And then like, it was hard to figure out when I stopped working and when I start, you know, like, like when I could like close a computer, when I could stop just working, you know, and feel okay about it. Yeah. Like sometimes you stop working cause you physically exhausted. You're like, yeah. I'm fucking tired. I literally can't sit here and work. Yeah. But like to go, I'm done working tonight. It's seven o'clock. I'm going to pour a glass of wine, have a nice dinner, go do something like that took a lesson to learn to be able to do that. You know what I mean? And like, that's a thing that, that I've, I've, I struggled with, but I think I'm now finding success at it. How did you start to find it? I, I just was faced with that question of like, what am I, why am I working so hard? Yeah. I'm working hard all the time. I'm making money and I'm just like, what, like where am I enjoying life? Mm. You know what I mean? And so, and that was, you know, we touched on a little bit, like that's the thing of like why I went to Italy with my mom. I was just like, I could just do, I could just keep working forever. You know what I mean? And like, and then we're all getting older and it's like, you know, she's had two hip surgeries and it's just, just like, she's great now. We can walk around forever. It's like, let's go because that might not be forever. You know what I mean? It's like, if I work five more years and like her hip starts hurting, you can't walk around. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? So it's like, you know, being forced with the idea that like, you know, we're getting older. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm like, time is, time is becoming, I guess the, the lesson was time is a much more valuable commodity than money. Absolutely. I make money every day, yeah. not every day, but as much as as I can, yeah. I don't make more time ever. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Time's fleeting. Exactly. Time is this thing that's just constantly running out, you know? And I think that, and that's not a thing to be scared with, no. but it's a thing to just be like, understand of like, be be appreciate time. And appreciate, yeah appreciate when you have time and appreciate and like find a way to utilize it the best because i'm not the most productive if i'm working 22 hours a day yeah you know right. I, I i i am actually more productive working a smaller amount of time and then like going to the gym and like doing things that i love and like like taking a mental break from fucking working to then come back and work more productively more and harder for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. That's a more effective way to do life. Because it's a work-life balance. Exactly. It's not a work-work balance. Exactly. You know, and like I, I, I do enjoy work and like I love everything that I'm doing and working on, but that that's not everything for me. You know what I mean? Aspiration-wise, where is it for you right now? For work or life? Both. I mean, yo, it's like I've been in LA for 11 years. I'm still trying to make that feature. Yeah, I've been writing for two years. On a fucking thing, you know. Wow. 
And I'm like the same thing. I'm fucking so immersed. I'm like, oh, I'll send you. I'm, I'm finishing it by the end of the year, so I'll send it to you. Um, so, 30, 30 more days, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like, that's another thing where I'm like fully immersed in like writing now, mm. like reading books and like reading shit. And like, just every morning I get up and try to write from seven to nine, you know, it's like when turn the phone off and like just, just do that, you know? And it's, it's tough. And like, we talked about like the dedication of like, working hard like it's hard to work hard you know what yeah I mean? yeah but i'm like i you know i could like my career's in a place where i'm like oh like maybe like someone might offer me a movie but like that's so passive i'm like you want to go out and get that i'm like movie. i'm doing it i'm yeah. gonna make it happen so like yeah sure maybe that might happen but if that doesn't happen i'm doing something every day to make it happen for myself you know what i mean so so like like work-wise it's still like a feature is like what i want to do and like my goal you know and then life-wise it's just like I'm, I'm valuing experiences far beyond things, you know, like I, ha- I have cool things. That's fine. Right. But like the value is an experience. Like I took August off and I went to Bali and Vietnam for Fucking three and a awesome. half weeks. And awesome. I was like solo trip, like by myself. I'm like, wow. I'm going to go just like experience life. I surfed in Bali and like took pictures and just like had a blast immersing myself in the culture. I was like taking a break. I worked hard this year. Fuck it. I'm, I'm gone for a month. And then I came back for two weeks and then I went to Italy with my mom. And I was like, we're just doing this. That's <laughs> you know? a blessing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's, but that's why you work so hard. Like, yes. exactly. there's gotta yes. be, and, and even with the work life balance, but there also has to be some reward. Like, we think about why do we work so hard? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think a lot of the time it's you want quality of life really at yeah. the end of the road. Like, yeah. you want, comfort you want you know stability and you also want freedom mm-hmm. and even as a freelancer as someone you know you're your own <coughs> boss but you can get sucked in and into that so hard and never turn off yeah yeah, yeah. it's always almost easier if you just had the job that like the you know email stop at 7 well, p.m <laughs> uh, yeah and I, and I and you know there's a part of that that i envied you know yeah, what I mean? I because bet. it's like when you leave the office 7 p.m you're done. Yeah. Go do whatever you want. So yes, you know, I can take a Tuesday off. Sure. Right. But like the idea that work stops doesn't apply to somebody who's mm. freelance, you know, and then also security. You work in that nine to five, nine to seven, whatever it is, you know, in two months time, you more than likely have that job. Yeah. You know? And like there's moments where I'm like, I got no jobs coming up. And that's like can be a scary thing. You know, it, it you be you get used to it, I think. And then as you get better jobs that pay more money, it's like you know, you start to not live paycheck to paycheck, sure. which is, which that, I guess, you know what, that was honestly another pivotal moment where I'm realize when I started to realize that like I would do a job and like when the money came in, I didn't need that money. Mm. I was like, I'm in another level now. I, you know what I mean? Like another really level important. of security. That's yeah. really important. Really important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, it takes I, a while to be like, okay, cool. Like I actually haven't opened these checks yet. And I, have yeah. A, I'm like, I'm good. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, I'm, comfy I'm working bank. hard and like money's coming in and it's like, when it comes in, cool, it goes in the bank. And like, I, I'm not like, oh, now I can like do this. You're not that. thinking of the food that you're about to buy with the check because you couldn't have it the last three months. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, but like, it was that way for a number of years. You know, like, we all got to go through it. But then ideally you get to that point where like, you're no longer living paycheck to paycheck. You know what I mean? And like, it just, you have a different take on your career and your life because you have that level of comfort that, mm-hmm. that for the most part was like fleeting for you as a freelancer, especially yeah. establishing yourself. You know? Yeah. It's so beautiful because I feel like you've taken life by the horns in such a magnificent way. Oh, that, thank like, you. Like I truly feel like in 
75 to 100 years from now when you're sitting there in your golden wheelchair <laughs> With and, looking, and looking back on life, I, I truly feel that you have one of those spirits and you have one of those just beings that you're not going to look back and be like, I wish I'd done more. Yeah. If you could, I want to like flip this a little bit. If you could write a letter to that self that when you're sitting there like cozying up and looking back on life and being like, well, shit, we did this. What would you say to to him? Oh, I already I already know. Ooh. I, I know. already know. I would say I'm trying to make you proud now. You know what I mean? <sighs> and I think about that. You know, I think about I think about how I'm going to look back on my life of what I'm doing today. Because I'm going to get there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that like. It's just, I don't know, I just, I, I find, I find, that's important to me. I find value in that. I, I never try, I try to have no regrets. I mean, sometimes I wish I did things differently. Absolutely, of we course, all do. Right? But I never want to look back and be like, oh, I regret doing this or that. Like, even if I fucked up and was the wrong decision, I definitely learned something. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's not bad in a sense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, the idea, like, I'm trying to live the life that, like, I will look back on and go, yeah, I fucking did everything I could, or I, I was I enjoyed my time, or I didn't miss X Y Z. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to make my 136 year old self proud today. I damn well believe that because <laughs> I'm 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 a big fan, Hell yeah. and I know that you will. And Hell it's yeah. been fucking incredible. Hell absolutely. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Your story is incredible. This oh, is good. absolutely you, incredible. Yeah, this has been After you're podcast. done listening to this, everybody call your mom, tell her you love her. <laughs> absolutely. You know what I'm saying? This is Mama We Made It. This is new. She's signing out. We got Ralph. She's signing out. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 in, the intro, the, intro. The, the, the intro, extra with our boy Cole. Thank you so yes, much, Thank my you brother. Thank you for having me. It was, Appreciate a, it was an honor you. and a pleasure. Love. Fuck yeah. Beautiful.